Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. shit in Afghanistan. A lot of wild shit. We did a lot of fucking wild shit. And and I needed the right personality, the Mm -hmm. right, like, it all had to be right. Right. I mean, you know. It's not like we're, it's not like, it's not like we were SF or anything like that, but at the same time, it's like, out of the battalion, if you have the choice to get the, Get who you want, and then you definitely want to. Stri- and well, we, knew, and we, we were knew, running. We were we, we were running rogue. Yeah, our own missions, right? And we got. I don't know if people really. I don't know if like the BC. Like I don't even know if these guys knew what we were doing. It felt like they didn't. As a as an E four, as a specialist in there, I felt like they had to have. But at the same time, like I'm like. I don't know. I don't think they knew what I'm we not, were doing. I'm not in those meetings. All yeah. I know is my squad leader comes down and says, all right, we're doing this. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then like when shit pop, started popping off, like we don't, we, we can't get any assets. Yeah. Like, how does it not know where we're at? Well, we're <laughs> like, really what the not, fuck are you talking No, we weren't We're doing really it. not supposed to be going out there doing that shit, but we were. It was nah. one of those things. You have to, you have to tell battalion, you have to tell battalion certain things. Yeah. But then when you get out there doing things, it, changes whether that that change was pre-planned and not sold but <laughs> shit happens yeah at the end of the day well we we were given a uh like an overall like we need this supplier out to be secure right so just go do that just just go it. just make sure the supplier out can run and and that, that was a part of it we and had then, a, and we had a good battalion team like yeah. sergeant major was awesome yeah Colonel was yeah yeah the colonel yeah we, um, we, we, but our, Sergeant Major was fucking yeah badass. Lavalsky was badass. yeah he's the yeah. shit yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. um and we had some duds yeah we did every, and, and, every but does. but that's that, you know that that's that's the way it is everywhere yeah um I would go into S two and I'd be like okay hey where where are the hot spots mm-hmm. like where should we we be focusing on 
And, you know, it was like a stats class, basically. Like, okay, we had eight IEDs between here and here in the last seven days. We had, um, <clears throat> you know, things are moving through here. So we were looking at a big, broad picture. Yeah. Okay, so where do we stop? Where, where do we... Where do we make a? Where do we make an impact? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what we looked at, and then we're like, hey, we're gonna go up Parwai. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. well, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do that. Well, well I think that's. I think that's I where mean, we need to be. <laughs> I think that I think that's where we stop them. I think that's where we need. We to stop be. them in Parwai. Yeah. Guess what? That's where they were. That's where they were. <laughs> <laughs> How do you? Why do you say we shouldn't go there? Well, because it's probably not safe ish. It's like, well, we're at war. Yeah. So that's how we stopped. We <laughs> we we made up a lot of shit ourselves, which we had I mean we, we had, had st- we had squad leaders, right? Yeah. Fucking op orders. Yeah. And it's like generally that's from, from what I've seen at least active duty wise, yeah. That's generally not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's yeah, officers and well, that's you know, getting, that's getting enlisted. Ha- that, but that op order gets handed down from brigade, and then it gets and then it gets rewritten at the battalion level, right? And then it gets rewritten at the company level. But we're sending and then it gets, up, though. Yeah, and it gets rewritten at the platoon level, and then it gets rewritten at the squad level. Right. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, we were just writing them. That, you, Correct. Yep. Yes, yep. we were creating, we were creating missions and op orders, and that's the. Kind of the difference between being a line unit and a battalion asset. Yeah. Where it's like we we had a much broader view of the bigger picture of our yep. area of operation. Where it's yep. like, I guess that's <laughs> that's one perk of it. <laughs> I mean, and it's also it's also goes to the battalion had no idea what to do with us. Right. And so because we did go kind of unmanaged and un- yeah. underutilized for a long time for a while. Yep. I shouldn't say a long time. It felt like a long time. Yeah. Because when we first got there, we were all shooting about in our different little yep. cops and stuff. Yep. And I was in, I was in, uh, Calagouche. Yep. And Charlie Company didn't know how to utilize no. us. No, they, so we they, were, they we didn't, sat there and didn't do dick. Yep. They didn't it, know what to do. Alpha Company, they knew kind of how to utilize they you to an extent, but, yeah. So, but you guys had such stronger leadership that you had Roe and you. Yeah. But, it, but even, then, but even though at Najil, we were getting put in positions to where we were useless. Yeah. And and it was hard to um explain that. It was yep. hard it was hard to be like they were like, Hey, we're gonna put you guys here. This is where you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I would say, Okay, you have a sixty percent chance of a first round hit if you put me there. Mm-hmm. But if you put me over here, I can get you eighty percent first round hit. Mm-hmm. I can actually cover you. I can actually help you. Yep. But I can't help you over here. Well, that's where you're gonna go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes, and, sir. and so we would walk every night at Najil. Najil was like, we're just going to walk yeah, all night long. Yep. And then we better hope we're there by the time the sun comes up. And then we just get down and watch shit basically is what is, is, and I may get some of this wrong and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but that's, that's how I remember it. Yeah. We just walked Yep. and walked. That's how I remember you guys telling it mm-hmm. in the moment too so it was a it was a it was i mean we were burnt out yeah they were burning us up and we weren't really an asset and that's that's where most of the burnout comes from yeah not necessarily the physical taxing of just walking somewhere but it's like you just cool. know every time you go out for your walk you know you're like 
this is pointless <laughs> well, I'm, for I'm, me to go here. I'm out of range. I'm out of range. <laughs> I can't help you. I <laughs> wish I could help you, but I can't help you. So then we just watch. Yeah, so we just watch. Mm-hmm. Shit go down. Like, well, if I was up there. I could have done and, and a lot of that is trust. So, right. and that's, that's talked about at sniper school. So gaining commander's trust, mm-hmm. helping the commander understand what a sniper section can actually do for you, how we are a full force multiplier, what we're capable of, what we're, what we can't do. So a lot of commanders don't, they, you know, they're like, we're going to put you up over here. That's 1200 meters away. You guys can make that shot. No, Fuck we me. can't make that shot. I mean, we maybe, you but can, you can yeah. shoot. Yeah. From there. Yeah, but, uh, you but know. First round hit, though? Like, no. That's impossible. No. It is. And any any sniper that wants to chime in and say that they do that all day long is bullshit. Yeah. I've, so. I've talked to people that uh, are, were, uh, that shoot a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I, I talked to a guy. We were on a, it, I, know, I don't know. He's probably not listening. But <laughs> <laughs> I went on this show. We did a hunt. And it was a. Pronghorn hunt, and I had a guy there say he was a hundred percent confident at a thousand yards. That's tough to say. It's tough to say. Yeah, that's tough to say. It's a long shot. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, twelve hundred. I I still go under the fact that you can be confident out that range. Yeah. But you're never at that range. Nothing's a hundred percent. No. A lot of shit can happen downrange that <laughs> yeah. you can't take into account. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we, you want to be close, but you want to be far. Like as a sniper, yeah. you want to be. Like what is you? What was your sweet spot where you would want to put yourself in position when you're overwatching so you can be an asset? So, so we we've engaged targets in Afghanistan at a hundred meters, yep, and out to fourteen or fifteen hundred meters, yep. Okay, and made hits, mm-hmm. and I would say at a hundred meters, from a hundred to four hundred, it's almost like. This is might be weird to say, but it's almost like it's too fast. My 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 cartridge just t- can't perform the amount of kinetic energy or can't transfer the amount of energy that I need it to in order to eliminate the threat. Yeah, right. And okay. also, mind you, um, just for everyone that that's listening, in the military we didn't have these you know fancy super fast expandable no. rounds because we were. Stuck with, yeah. you know, match. We had, we had match grade yep. ammunition, but it's all FMJs. It's all full metal jacket. It was bullets. so the Geneva is the Geneva, Geneva Convention that said we can't use well expanding actually rounds. the one one eight LR is a uh, and that's a seven six two round the three hundred eight round. Yep, that is a uh, open tip, but it's not yes. open tip for it doesn't it doesn't it's not it, for expansion. Correct, it's mm-hmm. for aerodynamics. Yes, and it's not full metal jacket. That is a lead core. Okay. Okay. So the 118 LR does have a lead core and it's a mat, it's a serum match king. It's a 175 gotcha. grain serum match king bullet. That's exactly what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cuz like all of our 556 and everything else yeah, is those all are, full metal jacket fucking Yeah. Yeah. But the so the 118 LR in my opinion um like my to answer your question the sweet spot I would say is between 5 and 800 meters. Mm-hmm. That's when I would see the most um damage to target and like that's where i felt like i could i could hit outside of center mass and the the threat was gone yeah 
closer to that, it like just zips right through you. Ouch. You know, yeah, it's like Owie. it's like oh. beasting, and they and, no. they run, and they run around and load another mag quick. I mean, right. they're in trouble. Right, right. It's not going to feel good. Yeah, but it's like they don't know it yet. Just pops a hole in them rather than Correct. put them down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. And then, um, but yeah, I'd say that five to eight. And and my guys, like, we got really, really good. Like, mm-hmm. we could shoot. I mean, I, I would put my guys in whatever marksmanship competition at that time. When we got back yep. in 2011, those dudes were freaking, like, yep, phenomenal. And oh, we yeah. and we shot a lot of rounds overseas. Mm-hmm. Like we did, we had a lot of like we did a lot of shit. I'm not gonna lie when when you guys because uh, when we all consolidated in the Metterlom, that at that point when you because you guys are the last the last fucking standouts there. Yeah, you know uh, when we all consolidated. Like, so second squad was in Metterlom. They started in Metterlom. They stayed there, and then uh, we came in from Calagouche. Yep. To Maryland, we were there. We were operating just us two squads for a while. And then when you guys finally came to Maryland, it's like, fuck yeah, the <laughs> band is back. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then that's when shit really started. I and mean, obviously, you guys stayed busy in Najil, and we didn't stay super busy in Calagouche. That's why we went back to Maryland. But it's like one of those things where it's like, that's when shit became like real, like real time stuff. Oh, yeah. And that was also right getting into. Back in the fighting season. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. when did you guys come down to Metterlom? Well, I Remember? went with I went to Calagouche first. Yep. And then I came to Metterlom. Went to Metterlom, and then I went to Najil. For so, and then I went That's to, right. and then I went to. What was that one down on the highway? Torquem Gate. No, not Torquem. The other one. Bravo. Bra- um, but they had a they had a fob down there somewhere. I did a mission with I did a mission with those oh, guys. Oh, Zewak? Yeah, yeah. That's where my brother was at. Yeah, went to Zewak. Did a mission with those that's guys. Delta. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then um, yeah, Jordan said he remembered when he got down there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, oh, I don't remember. He's seeing like, him. sick. Boers here. This is gonna be this is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. And then he left. He's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just, I was only there for a few days. Yeah. We went on some blocking mission and and it turned into a. <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. It was so bad. So we leave out with a company. Uh huh. Okay. So we. SP on foot with a company. We have to block a whole valley. Yeah, I remember this. You remember this? Oh, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. So we, we're blocking a valley for like 25th ID. Yep. 2-5 ID is like running the valley like like we're doing a deer push. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go. So Deco is going to go block this yep. in the end and, and D- shoot him as they run out. And Deco was... Uh, d- they were uh weapons company. weapons company. Yeah. So they had all the tow missiles and yeah. shit. And- yeah. <laughs> but we we walk we have to walk like five, six clicks. Maybe longer. I, I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. But we have to we have a foot movement. We got we got a The whole fucking company? Whole company. well, it wasn't a company, it was maybe a couple of platoons. Okay. I mean obviously we didn't shut the cop down. Obviously. But yeah. Whatever yeah. it was. It was a shitload of dudes. Yep. We leave at like midnight. We got to get into position when the sun's coming up. Mm-hmm. So Foot's with me, Justin Foot. I got and a sniper team. Mm-hmm. So we're leading this bitch because none of us scouts went with no, you. It no, no. Yep, yep. It was a one sniper team, so like a three man team plus me, plus Justin. I think. Yeah. So we're leading this company or this platoon plus two platoons, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the sun's coming up, and we're still in the valley. We haven't even hit the mountains yet to go up to our position. 
Fuck. And I'm like, oh, Lord, we're never going to make oh, it. Oh, Lord. These dudes are oh, before dying. We, yeah, before we leave, <sighs> it was so bad. <laughs> These dudes are wearing their rucks, and they have, you know, like the tripod for the 240? Yep. Like the big they steel. They have that bitch strapped to their ruck. I'm like, I'm like, no, you don't want this. You know, I'm running. I don't the bipod's know. fine. Yeah. I got like, I got like a, like a day pack and no side plates. Like we've been through some shit already. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm not wearing shit. Well, that's the thing. Like, we learned. Once you start fucking yeah. going on some hikes. Yeah. You start realizing what you need and what you don't need. Yeah. And I, I have like two bottles of water, a cliff bar, two batteries for my radio and a shitload of ammo. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yep. I'm like. I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. Fuck this. I ain't carrying nothing. These mm-hmm. dudes come out like with the biggest rucks stuffed full. Um, they're EBR guys. They're, they're designated Martin, yep. they're DMR guys. They have their EBRs. Mm-hmm. They got their M4 strapped to their ruck. Jeez. I'm like, dude. You're not effective here. You're not. Like, why are you double carrying? Why are you double carrying? Like, you got a you got an M4 and a fucking M14 with you? Like, what do you. You're do a bad you, motherfucker. Do you know where we're going? I'm looking at the train. I'm like, we got a pretty good hike. Like you're never gonna make. They never made it. They never made it. The only dudes. It was. Oh my god! It was so bad. And I'm not dogging decal. Like I'm not saying that it's, right now. It's I'm not, just. They it's weren't not, ready for it. It's not that they. They, they were told they, they, were, they weren't set up for that. No, though, no, is no. The thing. Yeah, and I'm not so, giving them shit. I mean, I'm giving them a little shit. Like, come on, no. come on. But uh, but they were good dudes. Oh yeah, they were good dudes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're out in the middle of this. Vat, we're, we're in this flat desert shit sun comes up right was yeah Mm -hmm. and we were not supposed to be there when the sun came up we were supposed to be clear through that into the mountains and safe Mm -hmm. nah sun comes up this this these guys on these camels come running up they're like riding camels first time i I didn't see camels in afghanistan we went up north Mm -hmm. you know where it's like looks like colorado or whatever yeah like it don't and uh Dude, dudes on camels are carrying like AKs, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> what the fuck? So the our uh, ANH just blasts these dudes off the camel. Oh shit! <laughs> it was it was freaking hilarious. Anyway, so we freaking hilarious. Yeah. So talk to the company commander. I forget his name. Like you guys ain't gonna make it. No, we're not gonna make it. We'll make it. We'll block the valley. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Go back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> go back. Yeah. So they they go back to Zeohawk. They're done. They're like. They're toast. Based defense. Yeah. <laughs> so we get up on top of this mountain to block the valley. It's like four of us. It's like foot, me, and three of my dudes. We blocked the whole valley for <laughs> 25 ID. There's supposed to be like 50 dudes up there, right? Or whatever. Right. No, nah, it's just us four or five. <laughs> we got no food. We got nothing. We're like, fuck, we don't care. Just, yeah. How long were you up there? I don't know. Days. I have no idea. Nah, it wasn't that long. Maybe through the night. Okay. Like a day. Like a a day, day through the night, yeah, the through the night. night, and then we came back down. I think yep. we came back down the next day. Nothing really came of that, though. No, right? yeah. no. On the way back, some some dude stepped on a mine and blew his foot off. God, some Take deco guy. guy. Oh, no, deco? yeah, yeah. Stepped on, a, and it, it was a Russian landmine from like forty years ago. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. We had some dude. That, that place was littered with that shit. Yeah, like Zeohawk area, the biggest. A huge fucking factor in that place was trying to dodge these old Russian landmines. Yeah, some dude stepped on one, blew his foot off. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think I remember, I, I do remember hearing about that. I remember hearing a bunch of other, like when they'd be out like driving around and shit, they'd fucking pop tires because they weren't big. Yeah, they were, they were like toe poppers, toe popper type yep. stuff. Yeah, yep. 
So like he, he hit a Humvee hit it big. Yeah. Like, oh shit. And yeah. Pop your tire. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't know. That, that was my only Zeal Hawk deal. Yeah. I guess. But I went down there a couple times just uh basically if there wasn't wasn't shit going on, I went on as a an, another like a security detail mm-hmm. guy because. Everyone knew my brother was there. Yeah. So, like, if we didn't have shit going on, I remember Foot would come down and Roe would come over and be like, hey, hey uh, there's a convoy that needs uh, another man to go to Zuhawk. Oh, you that's cool. Go? I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like, we have anything else going? I'm like, no, we're good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, I jump in with, like, all these fucking... I do, too. Okay. Um, but <laughs> but I'd jump on with them and we'd zip down to yeah. Rock. I'd stay there fucking for the day and then they'd go, all right, time to go. I'd just hang out in the motor pit with Jordan and fucking shoot the shit and everything else. It was a cool little cop. But it was. It was. It was okay. Food sucked. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I do got to piss really bad. So yeah, let's uh, Take pause. a break. Yep. Break time. Um, statue limitations. Uh, I don't know if that... Does that apply to this... what I'm about to say? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> they can come. What did they do? Nothing. It, Nothing. Withhold your taxes? Yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what I'm saying is a lie. Maybe we'll just say that. This is a story. allegedly. So allegedly, Jerry Boer allegedly mm-hmm. in Mississippi. So team building events. Oh, real quick, I'm sorry. Okay. So we we cut out because we had to yeah. go piss. Yeah. And uh, kind of for we used. Started um, shooting the shit. Kind of forgot where where we were at. Um, I could go back and re-listen, but I don't want to. Um, we were probably oh, yeah. talking about deco and stuff. And yeah, else. yeah. So now we're going to take you guys back to uh, pre-mob. Well, we're gonna we're gonna discuss on how I built my team. How you built your team? That's right. Okay. So yep. we were ta- we were during the break. We were talking leadership styles and everything else, and mm-hmm. how you led how you led your team and everything else, and yep. uh, that. I had a. I feel like I had a unique leadership style yep. compared to the rest of the military, and I found that from the the errors of previous leaders and what I liked. But yep. so I wanted to build a team, and that was a good thing about being in the position that we were in in the Scott yeah. Sanford platoon, where we were allowed a certain amount of freedom to, mm-hmm. especially you, to build your team the way you're to build it because you, there's you're the only sniper section leader. Yeah, no one can really tell you how to do your job. Because that's your that's your lane, so supposed to be my job. Yeah, and I was kind of learning as I went too. Just so, so you know, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I didn't so, know exactly what I was doing. I was just figuring it out. As in my were. head, as a nineteen year old specialist get, getting ready to go to war, I'm like, these guys got it figured out. They, they no. know they they know they're dialed. They know everything they're doing. They're calculating. Everything's great. Oh my god, I'm glad you thought that. Yeah, if you only knew, like I was <laughs> guessing most of the time, but I did know how to build a team. You did. I knew how to mm-hmm. get a team together, and and I like a team that like basically you have to suffer together. The more you suffer mm-hmm. together, the tighter you're going to get. I believe Absolutely. I believe that a hundred percent. Yep. And that's what you know, like with kids and stuff too. Mm-hmm. You try to raise them to like suffer just a little bit at least. Yeah, they need to feel a little pain. Yeah, because life is very comfortable. If mm-hmm. you, it can be life as an American, it can be as comfortable as you want it to be. But you really got to. You almost really got work in order to make it suffer, and that's where you find yourself mm-hmm. as a human being and figure out what who kind of you person really you are and who you really are. Mm-hmm. And, say, and if you do that with other people, yeah, that you're on a team with, yeah, it makes everyone fucking just mesh. Mesh. Yep. That's right. They come together mm-hmm. and they'll do anything for each other. Absolutely, because they know like <laughs> when shit gets hard, you're not going to quit on them, mm-hmm. and they're not going to quit on you. Exactly so. right. So. 
I also feel that a team that breaks laws together stays together. Like if you Absolutely. got some, if you got some dirt on each other, right? You can't really be telling tales. Absolutely, you can't be telling on each other. <laughs> so uh, one night, Mississippi, I hijacked an LMTV, <laughs> and I loaded. I loaded. Okay, when you say hijack, I stole it. No one was. In I it. borrowed. No one's in it though. Yeah. You didn't like, well, then I put my guys in it. You, but you didn't drag someone out and say we're no, hi- no, no, we're no, 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 like, no, no. I didn't hold like it. Nine, not like nine eleven terrorists. No, no, planes. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to the motor pool and found one unlocked. Yep. Okay. You technically acquired an LMTV. Yep. Fired that bitch up. Drove it into town, off base. Bought like six cases of Bushlight. Brought I, it back. I think I remember this. Yes, I do remember. Brought this. it back. Yep. Got my sniper team together, and we went and got drunk out on some range road in Mississippi. Yep. I felt like at the time, two things. One, I needed a beer really bad. Yeah, this was uh, so. This was Mississippi. This is Mississippi. We did nothing. We, we did nothing in that Mississippi. That was the – so to put it in perspective, Camp Shelby, Mississippi was the pre-MOB yep. to the pre-MOB to the MOB. Yep. So when we mob, – mobilization. So this – when you're in the National Guard, you have to – do pre-mobilization training mm-hmm. quite a bit and to get ready to go and stuff. So Mississippi was the first step outside of Iowa correct, for training to go to Afghanistan. So, yep. And which was honestly mostly just getting vaccinated and doing yeah. all the admin shit. A lot of that. A lot of admin we did, shit. We did little to no training that little I can to remember. No training. Yeah. Wink had us train yeah, some shit. There until, was squad level bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. mostly it was so hot and humid and nasty there that like Nugget fucking died. fell out and almost died <laughs> yeah, in, that, in the heat. <laughs> yes. He's, he's, uh, he, I was like, like, who is this fat bodied bitch? <laughs> now look at him. Now he's like a stud. Yeah. And he was he a, would kill he was me a, for saying that. Yeah. But a, that's the time. In, in Afghanistan, at first, at, at the time when he fell out due to that heat and his yeah. large body, everyone... Like, I was even like, dude, this he's not gonna, gonna he's not gonna make he's it. He's not gonna make it. No. And but then he, did. he fucking bucked up. He's a tank. He's a fucking tank. And in yeah. Afghanistan, he never fucking no, quit. No. He never fucking fell no, out. No, the dude is amazing. He's he's a, a machine. He's a machine. But he, he, but he, he shouldn't be out in the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> he just about died in Mississippi. <laughs> he did. I remember laying him on the bunk like what the where's the medic? He was like, Who is this guy? Get this guy. I, I the was, screams he was making. <laughs> I was like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> Send him home. Just he needs. To, I was like, no, he fell out. No, not this guy. But it was bad. Like we were, we were all working to exhaustion. Then he just was like, it was cramp, hot. cramp, cramp. Like, oh, you bitch. And then he's like, <laughs> he just like fucking went. Then the noises he was making until he got him back in the the hooch and yeah. got him rehydrated a little bit. He's 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 down for the count for days. Yeah, he yeah almost stroked out. Yeah. Probably is bad. But anyways. So yeah. beer, you need beer. beer. Yep, we did a beer. We did a beer run. I yeah. did. I did a, and and that's not the first time I did that. So I was at NTC one time in Second Calf, and we had to drive our Humvees to Railhead across the desert. And so there's a Railhead. There's a Marine Depot somewhere in the middle of the Mojave Desert. I don't even know if it's on a map. Like it's a weird place. Yeah. There's a there's a submarine inside of a big building on this base. This is an NTC. No, this I'm is sorry. well, yeah. So NTC, yep. But we we railheaded. We had to load our Humvees to go back to Louisiana, back to Polk. Yep. Some marine, de- it's a marine depot somewhere, like 
four-hour drive cross-country through the Mojave Desert. Jesus. There's a Marine Depot in the middle of the desert. Okay. <laughs> and there's all these big hangar buildings. And so we show up. Like, we're, we're here to load, you know, like a whole troop or whatever, or, or regiment, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I don't know. 100 Humvees show up. we got to put our Humvees on the railhead. So we're, like, snooping around. We've been in D.C. for a month. We're kind of snooping around this Marine Depot, whatever it is. They got a little PX. You can buy some Cheetos and a Mountain Dew, yep. a pack of cigarettes. Yep. There's nothing else. Just big buildings. And we're like, I'm peeking in these buildings. There's like a submarine and a ship inside of this building. I'm like, Holy shit. fuck. And this in is the, the Mojave middle, Desert. Yeah, it's the middle of the desert. I'm like, Death what, Valley. what is this place? So the sun goes down and we're sitting out by the wire, by the gate. And I can see lights way down the way, you know, like. Three mile, four miles away, I see these lights in the in the desert. So I get my map out, my you know, because I'm a fucking scout. Yeah, I don't read my. I'm like, what the fuck are these lights? I'm looking, and it's a truck stop. I'm oh. like, all right, boys, okay. it's been a month. Let's go get some beer. <laughs> so we sneak out of the, we sneak out of the Marine Depot camp thing, whatever it is. Yeah. Walk, <laughs> buy a couple cases of beer. How far was the walk? It's a ways. It's a I mean, ways. Yeah, it's. I mean, but you know, we just did. NT, I've been. I just walked all over NTC. Like, right. uh, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like three miles it ain't shit. I'll do three miles. We'll go. We'll go get some beer. So we get some beer. I got these new guys, like these brand new guys out of basic. They're in our unit, and we're drinking. We're out in the desert. We got a little bonfire going. We're drinking. We get. <laughs> we get. We get. We sneak back into the depot. We got to sneak back in. A couple hours later, like three or four hours later, we're drunk. Put these guys to bed. They're all sleeping in their Humvees. Next morning, I wake up to this Humvee. It's like, like running wide open. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) This dude started this bitch up in the middle of the night because he was cold. Oh, no. Turned the heater on. He passes out drunk (laughs) with his foot on the gas. Oh, no. I'm like, Jesus. I get in there. I shut that bitch off. There's puke everywhere inside of this Humvee. He threw up in there. What the fuck? Dude? Yeah, yeah. It's like a brand new private. Yeah, right. He didn't know. He didn't know shit. No. I'm like, oh my god. It uh, it smells like straight beer. I mean, you open the door. I mean, he threw up a 12 pack of beer inside a Humvee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm I'm the guy in charge of this railhead. You know, I'm like, like it's my ass. Yeah, you're a staff sergeant. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm like an E4. I'm E4. Oh my God. Yeah. This is E4. Ma- better. This is E4 Mafia. Man. This is E4 Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're a senior specialist. Yeah. I was a senior specialist <laughs> in the platoon. They're like, Boor, you're taking all the trucks down to the railhead. Get it loaded. Yep. Whatever. I know that. I know that detail. You know that. Yep. Yeah. Now, now I'm picturing <laughs> it much better. Yes. So okay. now I totally understand where you're at. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, how do I get the beer smell out of this truck? Mm-hmm. Cause I got to wash it out. Well, we flush it with some water. Nothing. Still smells like beer. So I pour five gallons of diesel inside that some bitch. I'm like, well, that'll kill it. That'll kill it. <laughs> I pour five <laughs> gallons of freaking diesel on the inside of this truck, all over the floor, all oh, over the side. Fuck. I'm like, fuck it, throw it on the railhead. We out. Yep. So I, I do have a long history of sneaking out and finding beer in the army. That's why you're a good sniper. Yeah. And the, I, I really am a true believer that in the military, the best ncos were sketchy they were in charge of they their first leadership position was the leader of the year four mafia yeah 
And yeah. when we say E4 Mafia, there's a certain group of soldiers in the army that are specialists. So in the army, you, have, you know, you're an E1 private, fuzzy, no, no rank, shitbag, probably Brand fucked new. up in basic. N- knows nothing. So you, yeah, yeah, knows nothing. Then you get your mosquito wings, which is an E2 private. Then you become a PFC, you know, you know with the, the Chevron mm-hmm. the Rocker. So now you're PFC. And then you become, and after you get through all those ranks, then you become a specialist. And it's like, yep. now you're like mildly, you could be a team leader. You could be putting certain leaders, leadership positions to an extent, but you're still just a, a regular soldier. You're not an NCO yet, Yeah. but that's where you earn your stripes. Yes. When you that's become, where you learn. That's where you learn. Yes. As it, the ins and outs. <laughs> the ins and outs. When you become part of the E4 mod. Because when you first become a specialist, you're like, oh, yeah, now I'm a specialist. Okay, cool. And you stay a specialist for a little while, and then you're yeah. like, I'm ready to take over the mafia. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I feel like I did. I did a good job of taking over the mafia. Yeah. Well, they put you in charge of the railhead. Yeah, which specialist. was dumb. So, Well, well they, they knew it was going to get done. They knew it was going to get done. Yep. It was going to get done, but it was going to get done my way. Yep. And that was, we're going to hit the truck stop three miles down the road and get blasted drunk out in the middle of the desert. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the way it goes. That's awesome. We had a, our section leader had a gold tooth and he was a son of a bitch. He was a real asshole. He was a real asshole. He would fuck with us nonstop. And so the, the grill guards on, remember the grill guard on a Humvee? Yep. We painted his, one of the slats on a grill guard, we painted that so much gold. Yeah, you did. Yep. The E4 Mafia. You liked it? No, he was fucking <laughs> irate. Who the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> like, well, you've been fucking with us. You steal our shit. We're out in the field. He comes, breaks into our shit, steals my cigarettes, whatever, you know? Yep. I'm like, you motherfucker. Dude. We got his ass. We painted this grill guard gold. <laughs> Dude, I loved, absolutely fucking loved fucking with the senior leadership. When you just when you ran out of, when you ran out of fucks, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I what? got to when I got to Fort Bliss and my my brother. So when we got to Fort Bliss, I was um, freshly single. I went and lived with Jordan and mm-hmm. Kat, and I lived with him for a while until he got recruiting orders back to Iowa. Yeah. So when he when he left me, I was like, "Fuck, man! Now I gotta like get a place." So I got an apartment. I got just a mm-hmm. one bedroom. It's just. Your typical, yeah, probably what you lived in after the river in Kentucky, yeah, yeah, yeah. one bedroom ship box. Yep, trying to save my BH, yep. paying yep. child support and stuff. And uh, I was living there. And um, wait, what the fuck? Oh yeah, so I had I knew I was getting out. Mm-hmm. I had three, a little over three years left of my contract. I knew I was getting out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want <to> <laughs> they want to send me to the board. Mm-hmm. I'm doing sergeant. It's like Sergeant Johnson, you need to go to the board. I need you as a section chief. I'm like. Nah, I'm good. He's like, "What do you mean you're good?" I'm like, "He's like, you just got here. Like, you're you met your time and service requirements. Like, you need to go to the board. I need you as a second. He's got to send somebody, by the way. Just got to send somebody. Oh, I know, I I know. But at this point, I know. Yeah, I know what's going on. Yeah, and I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." He's like, "What do you mean you're good?" I'm like, "I'm getting out." He's like, "You got three years. How how long do you have left in your contract?" I'm like, three years and some change." Smoke because we don't (laughs) feel like you call your platoon start smoking. I'm like, "Got three years and some change." Smoke. He's like. You're getting out for sure. I'm like, yep, Roger that. And he's like, what the fuck? Why did they send you here? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I re-enlisted for a choice of duty station. I chose El Paso, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fucking, because my brother was there. Yeah, so I was like, hell. And then he, right. le- then he leaves he left you. Me. Yep. 
But yeah, that, that was fucking fuck funny. But so I didn't give any fucks. I told him. I told him straight up, like day one when I got there, I'm like, mm-hmm. you got two solid years of me being a good NCO. Yeah. Then I'm gonna not give a fuck. <laughs> well, at least you like. I set the record straight. Well, like expectations were clear. Yep, they were. Yeah. And I was a gunner, yep. and I did my job. And I was a good NCO. I tr- I did. I worked my fucking ass off to make my soldiers ready, and mm-hmm. most and all of them, you know went on to become NCOs and mm-hmm. they're great soldiers and I had a yeah. great team and I did my best to train them and pass on the knowledge that I gained from my experiences and everything else. And, uh, then once I hit that last year, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I know what, I, I know what that last year feels like. Yep. Couple that times. last year was awesome. Yeah. So like my platoon starting would fuck yes. with us and I was like, yeah, I got kicked out of NCO meetings so many times. <laughs> there was one time where the, my platoon sergeant, he went down and he, uh, Got a bunch of post-it notes. And he was super stoked about it. He's like, finally got some fucking post-it notes from that punk-ass supply. And they finally gave me, <laughs> gave me some motherfucking post-it notes. And he was writing on these post notes all the time. Like he'd give us direction. He'd write it down on a post note and stick it on his desk. And we'd pick it up. And yeah. That was our direction, right? He fucking <laughs> loved these post notes. And he had a bunch of them. So me and another NCO, <laughs> we went through and we stapled all his post-it notes together. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Just stapled them all yeah. shut. And he went to write on his post note. He pulled them out and ripped it. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, who stapled on my fucking post? He pulled his ne- next deck of post notes out. They're all stapled. Like, I'm, when I mean stapled, like, they're big, thick stacks. So we'd pull them off, you know? Mm-hmm. We'd, cl- we'd staple all of them. E4 Mafia did that. Fucking, this is, That's how you blame that on. Yeah. Like E4, I took, E4 Mafia. I took the blame for it. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Because then he's like, he's like, who the fuck did this? I know it was one of you fucking punk-ass NCOs. Who the fuck is this during the morning meeting, mm-hmm. NCO meeting deal? And I'm like, he's like, if no one tells me what the fuck happened here with my goddamn post notes, then we're going to be here for a while. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't smoke. He's like, get the fuck out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I left. Gone. And I didn't have to go to the NCO meeting early as fuck in the morning for like two weeks. So you won. I won. And I was like, yeah. hell yeah, I'm one of the one of the boys again. I was the only NCO not in the meeting <laughs> every morning. It was awesome. And then uh I finally let back in the club. <laughs> I got back in there. So I after a little while went by, I grabbed all those pencils and sharpened them up and stuck them all in the ceiling. <laughs> all of them. And, <laughs> and he, he was, was fine with that. No. He no. kicked me out for another couple weeks. Because <sighs> yeah, then he He's like, who the fuck did it? He looked at me. He's like, I know that. I know. I know you fucking. He's either you or fucking Ramondo. And mm-hmm. Ramondo was the other guy. He, we always fucked with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know it's either you or Ramondo. I'm like, I did it, smoke. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, okay, sweet. <laughs> One again. One again. One again. Nice. But it's awesome. It, like that. That time, it, the army is a fucking good place. And me and me and that platoon started honestly, we got along pretty well. Yeah. Like we ended up hitting it off towards the end. He understood who I was and. I know he, he knew I wasn't a shit bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I did my job. I did it well. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to fuck off, it's time to fuck <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. But yeah, Mississippi was another place where, you know, it's like, what do you do? I don't know. They gave us that four day pass. Oh, yeah. Everybody got in trouble. Yeah. Everybody went to jail. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what we, do you expect? Yeah. What do you expect? We're about to go to war. And they're <laughs> like, we're about to go to NTC for a month yeah. and train hard. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, great job and, you know, great job in yep. Mississippi. Yep. We're going to GC You guys kicked now. ass. Now we're going to go to NTC. So you guys get a – was it a four-day pass or was it Yeah, a, four day. Was it a four-day? Yep. So we got a four-day pass in Camp Shelley, Mississippi. And at, right after that formation, when they released us, <laughs> you, Roe, 
and some of the other guys that have already been through the shit. You guys, we had our own little platoon yeah. meeting, and I don't know how it started. Someone brought it up, but it was like, don't go to Ropers. Was it? You it wasn't or, me. Is Rose? I've never been to Hattiesburg. That was my first time to Hattiesburg. That was Rose, okay. like second or third time. Okay, so, so they knew Rose. Yeah, Wink. Was it not? Schmitty was in on it because Schmitty's already been there, but he ended up going with us. But anyways, someone came by and said, <laughs> someone said it in the platoon meeting, you know, before we, we got released from the platoon, he's like, someone said, I think it was Roe. He's like, don't go to fucking, just don't go to Ropers. Yeah. Do whatever else you want. You know, let loose, have fun. Um, if you're not old enough to drink, don't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't go to Ropers. They don't like, they don't like us. So yep. don't go there. Yep. And after we got released, a bunch of us were like, in the hotel room like I don't know who said it but someone's like let's go to Ropers <laughs> like sounds like a good time oh so you were a part of that group oh yeah oh god oh yeah 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 so we all went to Ropers is uh yeah is me Smith Henshaw was my guy Henshaw yeah um Schmitty ended up going there Nichols <laughs> he, knew, was he knew better Donnie, Donnie was with you Donnie I'm fucking forgetting some people Connors Connors Got was it. there there's a bunch of us. Um, Mathis was there. Um, <laughs> a bunch of us guys were there. And uh, wait, was Mathis? No, Mathis wasn't there because he was a good boy. And he was like, no. Or was he there? I can't remember. Uh, was I can't Nugget remember. was there. Yeah. Yes, Nugget was there because out of that group, Nugget and I were the only ones that didn't go to jail. But uh, when we got to, so when we got to Ropers, I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Smith was 20, mm-hmm. I think, 19 or 20. Um, Cutters was 19 and we all got in. We mm-hmm. all had, I had, um, an ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I had an ID. Yep. And, uh, we all got in, got our wristbands and we we're drinking and Smith is the only one that didn't pass the test. And they told him like, Hey, you're not old enough. He's like, nah, all right. So <laughs> they, they marked his hands with X's like you're underage. Mm-hmm. They let him through and he goes to the bathroom and rubs them all off. Yeah. Then of course we buy him beer yep. and then he's drinking and then one of the one of the fuck we're having a good time just sitting at the table minding our own business and then one of the bouncers comes in. Have you heard this whole story? No. Okay. I just know you guys got in a fight yep. somehow and you guys everybody, everybody went to jail. Okay. So yeah, so we're sitting at this at this fucking bar just at the table minding our own business mm-hmm. having a good time. We're buying Smith drinks because he's the only one underage and we're like oh, whatever yeah. you know yeah. we're at the bar now yeah so we're all buying Smith drinks and. We're having a good time. And then the, a bouncer comes by. And he's like, hey, what the fuck? You're underage. I remember you. Like, you're yeah. underage. You shouldn't be drinking, you know? And Smith's like, all right, whatever. And he's like, all right, well, he marks his hands back up. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, you know what? Hey, you know what? You're not drinking. And we're, so we get up. We're like, okay, well, we'll just go to the next bar. And he's like, no, no, no. You guys stay. Because it was dead that, pretty, fairly dead that night. There wasn't a lot of people there. We were all. We were a big portion of it. So, no, 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 you guys stay. He just can't drink. And we're like, well, if he, he can't drink. Money. If, yeah, if he can't drink, then we're not going to stay here. We're just going to mm-hmm. leave. And Smith got up. And the bouncer put his hands on Smith's shoulders and said, sit down. You guys, you guys can stay. Mm. And when he did that, I don't know who threw the first punch. Someone threw a punch and hit that bouncer. I don't know if it was Smith from getting touched. My memory's a little fuzzy. This is a while ago. Mm-hmm. But someone punched him. The bouncer. The bouncer. Someone punched yeah. the bouncer. Yeah. And all hell broke loose. Yeah. And we, after that, <laughs> after that first blow got thrown, I, I, I think a couple guys jumped on him and started beating him yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
shit got a little weird. And then all of a sudden, there's like a bunch of bouncers out of nowhere. There's a fucking bunch of bouncers. This is a Texas saloon fucking mm-hmm. bar fight, dude. Like, mm-hmm. shit was getting broken. Tables were getting flipped. I remember in the midst of the battle, I remember uh, <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a dude, a bouncer had Donnie by the neck. Like, you know, fucking mm-hmm. rear naked choking him mm-hmm. and stuff. And Donnie's in there. And I remember seeing... Um, I think it was Cunners. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Cunners. It was like, Donnie, I got you. And he goes to punch the fucking bouncer. And he's drunk. And he misses and fucking socks Donnie right in the face. Oh, no. Fucking smokes Donnie in the face while he's getting choked out by his bouncer. And I remember looking at Donnie. And Donnie's like, what the fuck? And he holds his face. And then they fall down. And then Cunners gets tackled by another bouncer. So I run over and I tackle that bouncer off of Cunners. Then I get tackled off of him. We're getting, we're just yeah. slinging, right? And then eventually, Good Lord. his wild, dude. And that's was crazy. And that's what I want. Yeah. Out of my section. Yeah, and that's what, well, you got Henny out of it. Yeah. He yeah, learned. That's, that's, that's what I want to yep. see from guys that I'm going to take to battle. Right. If you're going to go to that war. Kind of shit. Yep. And we didn't, we didn't give up on each other. We, yeah. we stood out there thick and thin, fought off these fucking bouncers, and we were leaving. <laughs> we we're getting ready to leave. And we're all like, fuck you, fuck you. And there's yeah. a, there's an, a back exit. So we are backing out. And the bouncer's are like, fuck you guys. Don't ever come back. You're not welcome here. We're like, I know, fuck you. This place sucks. So we leave. And we leave this place um, out the back entrance. Because we were in a, like a patio area. So we're, mm-hmm. we're like halfway outdoors already. So we leave. And Schmitty's like, fuck these guys. He's pissed. He punches a stop sign. His knuckles start bleeding. He's like, fuck, that hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbass. Dumbass. And we're walking down the road. I think we're getting ready to go. We're just walking down the road. And then we see cherries. Oh, no. And here come the fucking cops, right? Mm -hmm. And we're like, all right, whatever. You should have ran. Well, we should have dispersed. But we just sat there and took it. And the cops pulled behind us like, hey, are you the guys that were just at Ropers? We're like, yeah. Well, we're like, yeah. He's like, they're like, like, okay, well, um, heard there's a big fight there. We're like, yeah, there was. We got kind of jumped by these fucking bouncers because they kicked us out for, um, we didn't, I don't remember exactly. Because we all have fake IDs. So basically. They kicked us out. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Them assholes. What boiled down to was they, there was a fight. Mm-hmm. We basically got jumped. We're like, they don't like military, whatever. It's not a big deal. But there was a fight. Yes. And, uh, his mutual combat kind of deal. <laughs> and the cops didn't take that. And they're like, well, someone said that when you guys were walking out, someone punched a car and broke their windshield. And we're like, that didn't happen. That was yeah. a bold face. That's a lie. None, all of us here, no one did that. Mm-hmm. And the cops like, oh, really? Why is his fucking hand bleeding? Fucking Justin and Schmidt. Justin Schmidt's like, I punched a stop sign on the way out because I was pissed. And he's like, oh, really? So now you're defacing government property? <laughs> and we're like, no. And like, all right, you're coming with us. So they cuff him. Yeah. And they put him in the car. And Smith is angry. And he's like, well, if he's going to jail, then I'm going too. And the cop's like, say no more. Quack, quack. <laughs> Throw him in the car. And we're like, oh, shit. So now that car's full. They take off. But yeah. another cop runs up and is like trying to get the story straight. And we're all drunk. Mm-hmm. We're all wasted. <laughs> the other cops are rolling up. We're all talking and trying to get the story straight. The, the, the cops were being pretty cool. But then fucking Henny sits on the hood of the cop car. Yeah. And the one cop looks at him and like, hey, man. Get off the cop car. And he's like, okay. He gets off. The dude... Oh, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. So, before Henny got in the cop car, we were talking to these cops. And I remember the one lady cop 
she was there and, she, um, and he was like, you know, talking like we're getting ready to go to war kind of deal. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're here for training and we're going to Afghanistan and everything else. And the lady was like, okay, well I was, I was in the army too and I, and everything. And Henny's like, oh really? Where'd you go? And she's like, Iraq. Oh, four or something like that. She's throwing mm-hmm. a year. I don't call me on that year. Yeah. And she's like, Iraq. Oh, four. And he's like, he points at her. He's like, I respect you, man. <laughs> and she's like, well, thank you. He's like, mm-hmm. And then we were talking. Then he gets on the cop car and the cop tells him to get off. And then, uh, and then when the cop turned his back again and he's like, fuck you. He jumps back on the cop car. Oh no. And then the cop turns on. He's like, seriously, dude, I just told you to get off my fucking car. And then he's like, sorry. And he's like, matter of fact, you're coming with me. Slaps the cuffs on him, throws him in the back of the car. And by this time, now we're down to just, I don't know. I don't know how everyone else got hemmed up, but boiled down to this, just being nugget basically at the end of this night, we go to waffle house and we're like, fuck dude. Like, how are we going to, what are we going to do? Like half the fucking team got put away. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, let's eat some waffles, sleep it off. We're going to get these motherfuckers out in the morning. <laughs> no one's going to know. Yeah. So we wake up in the morning, heads hurting. We're like, okay, how are we going to do this? So we call the cop shop. Like, hey, um, this is fucking Jacob Johnson. You have some of my boys in there. Aaron McNew is <laughs> talking to. He's like, you have some of our boys in there. We want to know how to get them out. Like, how do we get these guys out? We're, we're, mm-hmm. We need to leave for um, California soon. I just need to know how to get them out. And they're like, okay, it's going to be. X amount of dollars. Let's say it was, let's say it was 2,500 bucks. I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact amount. Let's say it was 2,500. And, uh, oh, we're like, when we're looking at it, we're, we're both broke. Yeah. And we're like, I don't, I have like 300 <laughs> bucks in my account. And Nugget's like, I got like 200 in my account. <laughs> and, uh, so we, we call Ro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ro's got the answers. Yeah. So I, I don't even call my squad leader. I call first squad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Ro. He's like, what's up? I'm like, we fucked up. He's like, what'd you do? I'm like, we went to Ropers. He's like, fuck. He's like, who's in jail? I'm like, everyone but me and Nugget. <laughs> he's, and he's like, God damn. He's like, how much is it going to cost? 2,500 bucks. He's, um, he, he's like, all right, I'll meet up with you guys. I'm like, okay, cool. So we meet up and Rose got the money. We pull our money together and we go to get our boys out. We walk in there. Who do we see? Hunter. Hunter. Yep. Hunter and Bubbles, mm-hmm. we'll call him. For certain mm-hmm. Bubbles. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. What was his fucking name? I don't know. Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there's our fucking command team there, ready, mm-hmm. already getting them out. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, just go back, guys. And we're like, god damn it. All right. So we get back. And they, you know, Captain gets them out. We all get back, and we're we're fucked. And we get, yeah. we get. We yeah. get issued Article 15s. Yeah. The whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah. like, we're up. We're all getting fucking written up, and uh, they really made an example of Schmitty. They actually took his rank and pay. Who? Schmitty. Oh, Justin yeah. Schmitty. yeah, they did. So they actually took his yeah. rank and pay. They didn't yeah. take any of our other rank and pay. I, I, we all got summarized. Mm-hmm. Besides Schmitty, he got hit with an actual Article 15. And uh, I remember going in front, like, we were, on, we were locked down. We, we got, yeah. Our passes got revoked. We had yeah. family there and stuff. Yeah. And Henny had were, his parents yeah. there. Yeah. And we got talked to by the sergeant major and uh, the brigade sergeant major. Yeah, yeah. And uh we we're talking to him. I remember him pulling me and I think it was me and Connors. We were always together. So mm-hmm. he, he, they pulled us in and they're like he's like why were you guys drunk at this bar that you know is off limits? And I'm like, Sergeant Major with all due respect we weren't drunk. He's like 
you weren't drunk. That's not what I heard. I'm like, well, we're underage. Sergeant Major, we, we can't be drinking. <laughs> he's like, he's like, bull fucking shit. I'm like, Sergeant Major, we, we weren't drinking. We were there with our friends because, you know, battle buddy system, we can't. Yeah. We all went there together and uh, yeah, some shit went down and it, it turned out to be not good. But no, we were, me, Connors, Smith, none of us were drinking. The guys that were old enough, they were drinking, but we were there, you know, as battle yeah. buddies and stuff. He's like, I don't good, fucking believe you for anything. Drinking. I don't believe you for, I don't believe, and we had this concocted. Yeah. Hey, yes, we yes, also yes, had this ready to go. But uh, he's like, I don't believe you guys. I'm like, that's fine, Sergeant Major. You don't have to believe us, but that's the truth. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, get the fuck out of my face, Roger that. <laughs> we left, and we got summarized, so we ended up doing extra duty and shit. But, yeah, dude, what you were saying, if you can't break laws together, then. You can't fight together. You can't fight together. That's right. That's what it boils down to. That long story basically boiled down to the fact that it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, you got you got to do that kind of shit together, and that's important. I'm um, team building. Um, I don't know. I like it. I like that story. I remember when that, I remember when that happened. Um, few days later, I run into Roe on some back alley in New Orleans. Yeah, and he's laying on the street talking to some horse, like cop horse. <laughs> and I'm like Rosine. Like he's like Boo Bear, or whatever the fuck he called yeah, me. He called you Boo Bear. Boo Bear. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, and we we got fucked up. But yeah. um, did you Ro- get him away from the cop though? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. If, I don't know if they like that. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know if they appreciate that. Like, let's keep you out of jail. New Orleans during that was a weird time because we ended up getting our pass reinstated for the last, like, day mm-hmm. or two because mm-hmm. of Henshaw. Yeah. Henshaw talked to his parents and everyone, all the parents basically were like, we came all the way down here to hang out with our boys before they go yeah, to pun- war. Yeah, punish them later. Yeah, pun- exactly. Yeah. Punish them later. Like, this is fucked up. And they're like, all right, passes are reinstated, but you have to stay with Basically, you have to see with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> you need chaperones. Yep. And my parents weren't there. Yeah. My parents didn't come. They're like, good luck to you, buddy. Yeah. But they love me. Yeah. They didn't love me enough to come down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I ended up hung- hanging out with Connors and his mom. And that was our chaperone. We weren't allowed to drink, but we were also underage, so we shouldn't have been yeah. drinking anyways. Whatever. But, yeah. You know what happened in NTC? Remember the last few nights we were at NTC? Yeah, we got another pass. That during that time you're saying it's because the BC's wife flew out to California. Oh no and, shit! That's and, why we got the pass. And he's hanging out with her in a hotel. Bitch. Yeah, we're like that story went around. Like what the fuck? We're like down in this tent city, you know? Yeah. BC's hanging out with his wife in a hotel, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, everybody gets like everybody can go out or whatever. But NTC, where are you gonna go? Where I mean, the fuck are you gonna go? Yeah, you're not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, we, but but post main yeah, post right, and I go to a hotel room. I ended up at somebody's hotel. Someone got a hotel room. I walked. I was in, there. in a hotel room. Were you in there? I was in there. It was like fucking booze and yeah. women and wild. And I'm like, what the wild. fuck is going on in here? I think I mildly remember you being there. I think I walked in. I was like, I don't know if I. I kind of remember like I don't think I want to get caught here. Well, we were all kind of which is bad for me to say. Yeah, we were all kind of separate on eggshells because yeah, we yeah. just got in a bar fight. Yeah, like yes. not too long ago. Yeah, and I remember in that hotel because I was in that hotel. I had a room with Tony and Cunners and everyone. Yeah, we all got a room together too. Yeah, and we're like, boys, we can't drink though. 
Like we really can't drink because we're already we're already on <laughs> there extra was booze day. everywhere. I know, but we yeah. we weren't we we're being good boys. Oh, you were? Yeah, we we're like we can't drink because we don't want to get in trouble. So Tony had the big idea of being like, <laughs> well, we're not going to drink alcohol. So we got a bunch of Nyquil. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm not fucking joking. We got a bunch of Nyquil, and he's like, "Dude, I guarantee, I know for I, this is Tony talking. You know, Tony yeah, yeah, talks. Yeah, he's like, guys, we drink this." We'll be tripping. We're going to be good. Yeah. We don't need alcohol. Yeah. We're going to slam this bottle. But you have to drink it fast. Otherwise, you'll fall asleep. Yeah. So you got to beat this. Beat. You got to beat the sleepiness in order to get the, the feeling the of the buzz. Right? So we all slammed a bottle. A whole bottle. We all had a bottle of NyQuil and we slammed it. So you guys all go to the PX, it. buy a bottle of NyQuil. Every Each. one of y'all. Yep. Hmm. We slam it. That's weird. Down to the, down to the bottom. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, Cool. Here we That's go. That's it. Here on. we go. Ready to fucking party. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I remember Christ. like hitting it, hitting and be like, oh my gosh, this is wild. And I remember like kind of halfway partying, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it was really a party. Mm-hmm. I felt like I've never done heroin. But I felt like that's had to have been close to heroin. <laughs> oh my God. Because I remember I was like coming in and out of consciousness. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I remember puking a bunch of green puke everywhere because mm-hmm. I had green NyQuil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was in the toilet puking green shit out and like, what the fuck is going on? And then I ended up just passing away. I don't know what happened. And I woke up the next morning and this is the worst hangover I ever had. Yeah. And I was like, we should have just gotten drunk. Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. That was really, really dumb. Yeah. That concerns me, guys. Yeah. If I would have known about that at that time, I'd have been like, mm. maybe we shouldn't go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe they should just go home. It was rough. Nah, I wouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> I was like, look at these motherfuckers. <laughs> We're Beat wild, dude. They're not drinking. Hey, we follow the rules, They're man. not drinking. And guess what? You can buy fucking NyQuil yeah. when you're 19. When you have a cold. You got a cold. And when, you, when you're 19. Feel little, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling a little ill. Yeah. You need, a, you need to get some NyQuil. They used to do that in Bosnia, too, with the Robitussin. Yeah. We couldn't the get Robo, Robitussin. The Robotrippin and shit. Yeah, they got yeah. locked down. Yeah. It's like a, that's like a behind-the-counter now, not yeah. over-the-counter. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we drink NyQuil. That was a weird time. Fuck you guys are you guys are weird. Yeah, you guys were weird. I remember. That. I remember always thinking like these these kids are weird. They're weird as hell. Yeah, they were weird kids. We were kids, dude. Yeah, you were kids. Yeah, I remember thinking they're kids and they're weird. Yep. Yep. Then we got then we got to war and we're like okay, yeah, time to grow up a little bit. Maybe yeah. we we're still a little, but we were still pretty wild. Yeah, we were still pretty wild. Pretty stupid too. Just some wild shit. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to work, we worked. Mm-hmm. But we got hemmed mm-hmm. up. Training, the pre-mob stuff was... Uh, it was stupid. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of time. Yep. And <clears throat> we didn't take it. We took the training. We, okay. When it was time to train as a platoon and hone our skills before we went, we did good. We did what you needed to do and it was fine. Yeah. I don't, as I don't as think I was with you guys training, with that shit. You were doing your own thing. So yeah. we, during NTC, especially when we were actually doing our training, we yeah. had to get... We all had to get certified basically as a... As a squad yep. and as a platoon and stuff, but we didn't really go any higher because we were in HHC yeah. and we're. F- f- you know. We didn't do shit in California. You guys didn't do shit. No, we did. We climbed a mountain and watched people. Do, right, but I mean, we, we didn't really do like. Did we do squad drills? We or did squad tasks. I, we did. We did because wink. Oh, but we didn't have yeah. to. Yeah, we did. A, we did some training. And it was fine. Like it was. I remember was just sitting in a tent decent. for like two weeks straight. Well, we like, did what do the that fuck too. What are we doing? Well, that was a lot of it. But when we had to go to the box, so we did yeah. go to the box. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. did a bunch of training there. Like we did uh, the IED training. 
when we were in the box. I don't think I did. I don't know what the fuck you guys did. You guys weren't there. We weren't. This was, we this were, was yeah, yeah, that was, this was shit. scout stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys did sniper stuff. You guys, Which was just, nothing. You guys spent a lot of time at the range, at the sniper range. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, I know that. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember you guys really being there besides the like passes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. No, we... You were only there to fuck we, off. We disappeared. Yeah, you did. We were stealing LMTVs and yeah. drinking beer. I know you guys did a lot of uh, training. Yeah. Air quotes, like yeah. sniper training. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is like... Also known as... Hiding. Hiding. Which is what snipers need to do. Which is... Yeah. That's a part of it. That's part of it. Evading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we we were good at that. Yeah, we were proficient. So you do really don't... Like, yeah, because... I mean, NTC was a weird time, but we did a lot of... I mean, we did have to do some training. We had OCs with us. Yeah. And I don't know what that stands for. What does it stand for? OC. I just know they're the dudes that check you off and say oh, you're good God to go to damn, war. I know what it is. I got, a, I got a buddy of mine screaming in my ear right now. Yeah. Beating me up like, you don't fucking know that. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, I was an OC. Mm. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They're the guys. They're the guys that need to train you and check mm. you off and make sure you're ready for, ready for war, as good as you can get for NTC. I guess. I went there. Rosine called a fire like mission seven in. times. Rosine called a fire mission on and on our own people. What in uh, NTC? Huh. It was awesome. Call a fire mission on your own people. Not like our guys, like a like a line company. Jesus. Yeah. And it was like a big deal, you know, because fracture side at NTC, like they take that shit, like yeah, like they treat it all crazy real. I don't remember that. Yeah, Rose, like, oh shit, whoops. I'm like, dude, we didn't know because I was I was t- I was sitting next to him with a spotting scope. I'm like, yeah, that's bad Send dudes. It. Like it was it was, it was <laughs> just it was just as much me as, as him. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, hell yeah, get him. Like, there's, not, there's not supposed to be nobody down there. Like that's bad guys. Why would why wouldn't they tell the fucking scouts where they're working? <laughs> well, that's that's how fracture happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, either a scout, either the scout section is getting shot up by a line company or vice versa. Yeah. How many times? How many times were you under friendly fire in Afghanistan? I know how many times that was. Once. Once. Four times. And sweet, it's sweet, scary. Sweet, sweet. Because Americans yeah, can shoot. Time. Americans are good at shooting. Like we're yeah. like we're way better marksmen than the Taliban were. Uh, yeah. Like ten times better. For sure, hundred yeah. percent. Like well, I mean, we, we, especially we grew up with guns. Yeah, like, we do it all. We yeah. shoot guns all the time. Like we're, we're just naturally better marksmen because yeah. you know yeah. the rights thing. But yeah, for sure. For, like blue on blue on blue Afghanistan four times for sure for me. No shit. Oh yeah, twice in a jail. Okay. Twice in the jail because they were just wild bitches up there. From like Americans, yeah. Like, oh yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yep. The only time I remember is when in Doab when the oh yeah Afghan also that'd be, got that, there. That would be like five for me then. I forgot okay. about that one. Yeah, that, when they guys. when they bust out the Chinook and started shooting, yeah. at us. I had to pull my. I was. I think I was. I think I was the only guy that had a VF seventeen panel. <laughs> So I pulled that bitch out of my rucksack and dangled it over while they're shooting. I was like, "We're good guys over here." It was dark though. It was dark. Yeah. It came out like last light. Yeah, I was like, I was like shooting into town, and I'm seeing these red tracers whipping right, by, like in front of my face. Yeah, I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" I look down and these guys are shooting at us, yeah. and I told everybody just ceasefire. Yep. Like, yeah. Just stop. Just stop because they're gonna think we're bad guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. I pulled the There's no sense video. in like trying to get them on a radio or anything or trying to do anything. We didn't know weird. what channels were on. Like, so just we, stop shooting. Yeah, we need we, we got reinforcements, I guess, from them yeah. and yeah. the I was like, group I, guys. I was like, fuck them. If, if they don't want our help, they can handle it down there on their own. Yeah. We, I mean, if you're going to shoot at me, like, then you're on, your own, you're on your own, bro. You're on your own, brother. Yeah, I'm not going to help you no more. Good luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> well, they made it. Yeah, they did. And good thing, you know, yeah. We'll cover that some more, too. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the only time that I remember getting getting fresh sighted. Yeah, I don't think we really... Cause we, I don't know. A lot of the missions that we did in Afghanistan weren't... Uh, we didn't have a lot of the other guys out there. Like A lot of, it was, a lot of times, yeah. we were in the valley doing shit. Doing our own we're, thing. Doing our own thing. Yeah. So it was our own guys doing... Like, our own platoon guys. So. Yeah, but I'd work with Seco and Aco a lot. Yeah, you did. I mean, I took flights with, um, like, I would fly to Najil for just a, a mission. Yep. Just my, by myself. Yep. And I'd hop on a, a Molson flight or, a, like, a like I flew with the Russians a couple of times, which is wild as shit. Russians? Yeah, you remember the Russian choppers no. we had? The Russian birds we had? No. Oh, yeah. Those guys would deliver, like, uh, mail. They'd like they like they'd fly mail up to like Najil or Kalagush. It was a Russian helicopter, like Russian pilots. The Russian, yep, Russia, Russia, yeah, like, Russia. Like our like the government, the guys who are fucking up the whole world right now. Yeah, it's, I would fly with these dudes, and they had a Tom Tom GPS, like a Garmin. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep, stuck to the windshield of the helicopter. Oh my god! And and that's how we would go to Najil. And I'm riding in the back of this thing. Holy fuck. By myself. I'm the only guy. I'm the only, like, pilot, co-pilot. What the fuck, dude? Yep. yep. For what reason? To go link up with Najil. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just hop on a bird to get there. Yeah, just hop on a mail bird. Like, hey, they're taking mail or they're taking... Like, they wouldn't run, like, ammo and shit, but they would run, like, um, fuel. They yep. would run chow, like, okay. whatever. You know? Huh. So I would hop yeah. on the back of this this Russian cargo helicopter and just sit up there with these dudes and they, like no no instruments worked on the pa- like they're just flying this fucking thing this is going yeah and this one guy i was talking to we landed at metalom and i'm like yeah bro you know like fucking yeah. badass pilot like you know we made it you know <laughs> he's like yeah he's like i was shot down right down there like 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what When, the, when we invaded. When we invaded, he's yeah. like, I was shot down right over there. I'm like, holy shit, dude. But the Russians, yeah, I drive with the Russians and the Canadians. So yeah. I'd, run, I'd run that Molson flight, and I'd run that. So they'd send me up to Calagouche, or they'd send me to Najil, or wherever. And I'd just hop on that bitch by myself. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Damn, I remember Going you being, you were always kind of a. Floater. Yeah, you floated around a lot. Yeah. I remember you came when you came to Metterlam. I don't know if you were there for. Uh, I can't remember. Is that when you f- came in to like stay? Anyways, we were stuck in the flight line. You're like, this is fucking. Bullshit. Yeah, and I came in the flight line, and I'm like, nope. I went straight to Hunter's office. Yeah. I'm like, this changes now. Yeah, we were there. For, I got you guys moved out of there. We were there for weeks, m- months, maybe yeah, month. Yeah, it was over a month. I yeah. think stuck in that bullshit. It was a long time. Yeah, stuck in that bullshit. I'm like, no. Getting woken up by the fucking helicopters flying yeah. in all the time. Yeah. 
is stupid. Yeah, I was I remember at, you came in and you were I like, was this, is, this, is, this is the end. And yeah. We had Wink there. I don't know why the fuck he didn't charge well, he didn't in there care. and say, no, he didn't care. He was like, this is fine. Yeah. We had a Christmas tree there. We were there over Christmas. Yep. Yep. And I said, no. Yeah. So I went to Hunter. I'm like, these guys are going to go get in a, they're going to get their own place. That's going to happen right now. Yeah. And did. two hours later, did. we had our own hooch. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's all it took. Yeah. We're coming in. Say well, this, I was pissed. I was like, "Say this sucks." Like these dudes, these dudes have been living out of a bag, yeah, since August. Yep, and and it's and, and it's Christmas. Yep, like no, yeah. And dudes would come in off a of flight line, and they have to bunk up basically yeah, with, with you, us with you guys because until they got their hooches, and we're like, "Well, these other motherfuckers mm-hmm. get hooches, and we're just stuck on this mm-hmm. flight line. This sucks." Yep, we just built our own whack shacks because out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> What is a whack shack? Can you explain it yeah. to the to the <laughs> to the customers in the audience? So what does that mean? <laughs> so when you're uh, when you're living in an open open bay society, which is like gen pop of prison, probably maybe for females, maybe we'll say because mm-hmm. boy the boys get their own get cells and they're more segregated. But like, I don't know, it's like open bay system. Like everything's out in the open. So just no one privacy, big, no privacy, it's just, just beds a, out a in big the open. room with a bunch of bunk beds. Yep. And uh, when you want some privacy for private time, mm-hmm. sleeping yep. or <laughs> extracurriculars, <laughs> we're in, we're deployed to Afghanistan. Yeah, we, we, what else are you gonna do? So we would hang sheets from the top bunk below the bottom bunk, so we'd have our own little call them whack shacks. <laughs> it was a whack shack. You gotta get more creative than that. You gotta like get out of the building and go find some right like whole new structures for that in my opinion well i didn't personally whack off in the whack shack a whole lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) like you were 19 yeah what's a whole lot twice a day (laughs) sorry guys i guess i'm connected to bluetooth (laughs) i thought the devil i thought the devil was coming to get us what the fuck brother Sorry about that. Is that your brother? No, that is not my brother. Oh. But, um, should be. Anyway, sorry. That's his music, right? Yes. All of our music. Mm-hmm. It's good music. But, um, yeah, Whack Shacks. Uh, mm-hmm. 19. Uh, not more than once a day. Okay. Yeah, that's. That's not a lot. That's safe. When I got my own room, it's a little different. Yeah. It's bad. Free time. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. So <laughs> when we finally got to our, our new B huts, though. One more quick story on this, then we'll maybe move on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had the you remember the rooms in that B hut that we were in, and uh, the, the wall, yeah, the, yeah, metal the yeah, walls, yeah, the walls, the walls didn't go all the way up to the ceiling, right? So they were like, what did you say, seven, yeah, eight yeah. feet tall, maybe, yeah, yeah. Is if you stood on your bunk and you could <laughs> hang on and peek over and say, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" Right? And we talk, <laughs> yeah. Room to room like that, and I was right next to. It was like cubicles, yeah, more like than cubicles, than yeah. than enclosures. Yep. Yeah, but you had a lot more privacy than the fucking yes, than flight the, line. Correct. It was, it was a great place. It was nice. Yeah, but uh, nug. I was shacked up right next to Nugget, and there's this one time that I specifically remember. I jumped on my bunk Mm-mm. and I popped over I'm like, hey, Nugget, you ready to go to lunch? And I popped over I'm like, No, you're ready. Oh my god! <laughs> he was fucking just going to town. He's like, Just give me a minute. I'm like okay, <laughs> jump back down. Like oh, oh, ew! <laughs> Wash your fucking hands. Oh nugget. man! And he comes out. I'm like, all right, let's go, show. Yeah. 
Man, I gotta piss again. Okay. I can't help it. It's okay. It's fine. No you big just deal. Keep, you keep talking. I'm not gonna say. Talk by myself, right? We're gonna do a piss break again. Ready? This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is going to be the longest podcast you've ever done. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we should probably, uh... What do you want to know? You want to know some gun stuff? Yep. Okay. And maybe just cut, like, a whole section out of this thing. Okay. At this point, I'm just going to put it out as part one, part two. Yeah. I hope it's interesting to people because it's just as bullshit. And so. They're going to love it. Okay. I'm not shitting you. I did. I just briefly touched on like army shit with Jordan mm-hmm. and stuff, and people are like, Fuck More yeah, of dude. that. That's what we need. Dude, we could, so, get, we could get gross on that shit, but dude, that could be a whole we're other... We're going to. I'm yeah. telling you, when we all get back together... Yeah. Because um, we're all going to fucking... I want to get all the boys together and do a podcast yeah. about everything, so... But yeah, it's going to get weird. Good. But yeah. Yeah, people people need to hear that, actually. I think so. Like, like they don't... They don't fucking know. Like, people don't know what... No, dude. The the civilian population they they look at you know soldiers and they're like thank you kind of thing it's like mm-hmm. hell yeah like, I get it and I you know I feel kind of weird sometimes when people are like you know thank thank you yeah. for your service kind of deal and it's like thank you for your support kind of deal yeah. and it's it's great and I it's we're in a lot better position than I think the Vietnam vets were in that's for sure mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's like the intricacies of being deployed. And being in the military and like the, the dumb shit. Because there's a bunch yeah. of guys yeah. living together yeah. for yeah. a year in a foreign country fighting yeah. and doing all these things. <laughs> and then we go back to our base and like. Yeah, I know. How, you know, like how do you come down from that every day kind of deal? The only way to do it is by like. When it's time to fuck off, it's time to fuck off. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, yeah, we whacked off a lot, mm-hmm. but this is one of those things. Like, what do you <laughs> I mean, do? You know, like, what do you, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't have drink. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool. And we did this and I watched, um, I watched like 40 fucking series of movies. Like that's all oh, I did. Yeah. 
I, I, all I did was watch movies. That's it. Watch a lot of movies. I yeah. went there with a terabyte hard drive. And we all shared movies. Mm-hmm. I watched so many. We watched Predator probably <laughs> a million times. We'd have we'd have movie night deal. <laughs> we watched Predator so many times. That's I when mean, we came out with the the Predator pack. Pack, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fucking actually pretty sick. Yeah. But that came upon because we were all sitting there watching Predator. You're like, God damn. And I was like, dude, I I'm like, the, we need to make the fucking Predator pack. Mm-hmm. We were sitting there talking. I remember saying that. And then Wink was like, yeah. And he, mm-hmm. the, the next day, he's like, I'm making the Predator pack. Mm-hmm. So that's when it came up. That's Wink's genius, that's I guess. Wink's genius. Fucking wacko. <laughs> he's, a, he's a character. But, mm-hmm. but no, like, you know, that's how. So basically, um, we're podcast and a half in now okay. basically but uh it's like that's how jeremy and i met yes yeah, we yes. served together yep spent a lot of time together and yep. yeah he's a sniper section leader and i wasn't was not a sniper but we spent a lot of fucking time i do remember a lot of times we get back this is actually a very fond memory of me and you that i tell a lot of people that i don't know if it i don't it know probably, I remember it, this. it probably didn't strike home as hard as with you but like I remember quite a few times when we'd get back from a hard mission and shit and we were living in the bee hut area and we had our little, um, our little deck out mm-hmm. there, you know, with mm-hmm. our little table and shit out there. Yep. I walk out to smoke a cigarette at night and you were out there. We just would fucking like just talk yep. for a long time, smoking cigarettes and staring at the stars and just yeah. talking and shit. I'm like, that was nice. Yeah. Like, that, that kind of stuff. Like all the fucking off was fun. It was cool. And like all the, the fighting, we, we were very busy and we did a lot of shit, but, uh, like that, those moments too that you have with each individual mm-hmm. person. Because we all have had those moments with someone, you know, in yeah. the platoon. You yeah. know, I had those moments with the Cunners a lot and Smith a lot and Jung and all the yep. other guys. Yep. You know, and then you and everything else. Like, it's just different. Because I looked, I really looked up to like you and Ro, mm-hmm. especially like you two guys, like, were the two leaders that I looked up to the most in my entire military career. And that carried out throughout when I was in active duty too, where I was like, like you said earlier too, it's like I look at leaders I didn't want to be like and leaders I did want to be like. Mm-hmm. And I, I always looked at you two like that's the type of leader I want to be when I become an NCO and a leader and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, oh shit, dude, I appreciate that. But um, you know, to get there, like it took a bunch of assholes, you know, or or yeah. or just I don't know, just I want you to do something for me. How am I going to get you to do that? I'm going to treat you right. It's not a scam. Yep. It's not a, it's not, it's, I'm going to treat you right. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to train you. I may not lead the best example, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we had, a, we had, we had, a, we had, a, we had a tough job. We had a serious job and, uh, it's hard to explain really yeah. the ins and outs of everything that happened. But, um, it was it was fulfilling. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. good. I feel good about uh, what what we did and and what we accomplished. Right. I feel good about it. I do. And I feel fortunate that the majority of us are all still here, able to talk about it. Right. And that's yep. you know that's some serious shit. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And that's it, it, and even with all the Afghanistan stuff that happened. You know, since then, you know, with the withdrawal mm-hmm. and the Taliban basically taking it back over, a lot. Of, I know a lot of guys, a lot of veterans that served in Afghanistan. It was like, what the fuck? 
like what the fuck did we even do what was the point of being there mm-hmm. and fighting and doing the things that we did just to leave yeah. that in that in that way and yeah. just turn it back over to the Taliban like what is the point and the way I look at it is like just like how you said it's like I'm proud of what we did at the time mm-hmm. and all you can do is control yourself at the time and hope for the best and kind of get through it together and um just and you know the impact that we had as a whole as in as the American military in Afghanistan maybe that didn't have as much maybe it didn't turn out the way that we all hoped it would have ended mm-hmm. but at the same time like what when we were there I wasn't fighting I wasn't in Afghanistan fighting for I don't know, maybe I was looking at it a little self, like maybe a little self or whatever, but it's like, I wasn't there every day waking up and be like, I'm fighting for freedom for the American people, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm <laughs> no. doing this for yeah. the greater good of no, everyone. You're, you're I'm, fighting to survive. I'm fighting to survive. I'm yeah. fighting to make sure my fucking buddy Buddy's make it home. That's it. That's and it. you know, when someone doesn't, it, it's, it hits hard. But I will... at the same time, it's like, that's why I fought. Yeah. That's why I fought so hard. That's why I trained every day. That's yeah. why I did did the best I could do. Absolutely. So I will tell you this is like in my small leadership role, I did not look at my, I did not have a long-term plan. I could care less. Yep. I didn't give a shit about the long-term plan. I really didn't give a shit about the supply routes, the MSRPs. I could care less about those too. Like it was like, okay, today we're going to do this. And I need to get everybody back tonight. Yep. That was it. Yep. Short-term so, goals. Yeah. That's the thing. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I could. I didn't give a shit about the Taliban or the Afghan people. I really – I mean, I, I, I sympathized. Yep. I was like, man, this sucks, but this ain't my business. Right. And my business is the dude to my left and my right, mm-hmm. and we're going to get the hell out of here alive, and whatever happens, happens. Now – when Biden shut it down and pulled out and did what he did, <clears throat> I don't know if that's terrible. I don't know if it, I mean, it's not good, no, but it's not good. I, I don't know if, like, I don't know. I don't have an opinion. It it needed to end. Yeah, but, but we didn't it, need, we didn't need dudes clinging on to fucking no. C5s or whatever. The thing is yeah. we need, it needed to end. It needed to be ended is a long, long, long mm-hmm. war that mm-hmm. we, fought over there and it needed to come to an end and it was getting to a point of ending better but then just uh pull the plug yeah like, yeah towards the end of the game yeah. like if you think about it as a game yeah you're playing and you're you're doing everything and then you get 90 percent through and then your mom's just like that's enough Dunk. yeah and then breaks the game yeah. it's like you're never gonna see how it was truly supposed yeah. to be ended because yeah. the cord got pull- pulled yeah. and that's the end of it um that wasn't that was not cool but it's like i also didn't want us being there forever Mm -hmm. obviously no one did and it did need to end but it's like fuck man like they're you're not you're not gonna sit there and tell me that that was the appropriate way to end it at all no no probably not (laughs) it was a joke yeah it was pretty it was it was very poor and it was a slap in the face to every afghan veteran out there really in my opinion it's a slap in the face to all of us to all of us and also the afghans that we did fight with like we had 
There was good solid dudes. interpreters. Yeah. We had solid A and A dudes. We had solid Remember dudes Aziz? there. Aziz Remember? was the shit. Aziz, there's no way that dude's still alive. No, he was hardcore dude. Yeah, that he dude, hated the Taliban. Yeah. He fought them. Yeah, since he was a fucking kid. <clears throat> he was gonna he was gonna beat the Taliban and then he was gonna go to invade Moscow. Yeah. That was his goal. He's like, yep. fuck the Taliban and the Russians. Yep. And when I beat these guys, I'm gonna go to Russia and beat their asses yep. too. He was a good dude. And there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of good. There's some shitheads out there, but there was a mostly yeah. like a lot of them were good dudes. The, the A and A. I mean, they were backwards. Like you couldn't like the chai boy thing. Like that was real. Yeah, was, like like yeah. there was some weird shit, but like that was none of my business. Right. What my business well, I, was like, what are you doing with us out on mission? Like, yep. are you cool? Well, well, let's go get it. All I cared about is how they performed when yes. we we're out there doing yeah. shit. Yeah. And Aziz kept his mm-hmm. dudes in line. If they weren't fighting mm-hmm. the way he wanted them to fight, he would beat the fuck out of them in the middle of a firefight mm-hmm. and tell them to get the fuck up and throw them out. Throw them out there, like get the fighting, bitch. Like, yeah. Let's go. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know Pashun that fluently, but that's basically what yeah. he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be like Aziz. We need to clear this roadway. Okay, but I can't clear it. But, but you know what I'm saying, Aziz. Wink, wink. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you clear yep. that bitch. Yeah. He's the shit. Yeah. And there's solid dudes there. And then it's yeah. like, yeah. And our terps. Our terps our terps were awesome. We got we had so good dudes. Our terps actually oh two of our terps made it back to America. No shit. Yeah. You, no, um, well, I know the little guy did. What's that little, little guy did? What's that little dude's name? Freed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's you know, here? Yeah, he's here. I don't know where he's at here, but he's in America. He, he, does, he deserves he deserves he to be here. He, dude, he fucking, he's a dirt he deserves to be American more than most Americans. My yeah yep good he, dude he appreciates Solid. America yeah. he, he worked for America he fought yeah. for America yeah even when he's in Afghan and it's like and he made it back and so did Khalil no shit yep Khalil made it I think I'm pretty sure he made it I think he's in somewhere yeah. California probably I don't know whatever they all see Hollywood movies like I'm going to yeah. California when I get yeah. my citizenship they should well, be good luck like pay- rap- then you're gonna learn about taxes yeah and- <laughs> they should be like um, rap stars oh yeah dude like hip hop anonymous yeah. people. Yeah, they got the fucking voice for it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say anything really Mm-mm. real. And they got already got a gold AK. Yep. Did we paint those guys as AK? There's some dudes in that Joe. We painted their AKs gold. We didn't paint any, paint. We didn't paint. Any no, we gave gold, those but... dudes M4s, didn't we? Or were they carrying? The Terps AKs? had it ARs. ARs. Yeah, well, M- M4. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the Terps had um, M4s. They all had our our shit. They had eight. ACUs. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was dudes up in the jail. The Terps up in the jail. They had AKs, and we painted them gold. Really? Yeah. They were like, "Paint my shit gold." I'm like, "Hell yeah, bro! Let's go, brother!" Yeah, I'll paint your fucking rifle gold. I'll I don't paint care. Your fucking toes gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll paint your fingers. I don't too. give a fuck. Paint your lips. Gold finger. Right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> those guys. Yeah, those guys are cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's the base of the background. But I did want to talk. So. Um, now that we're both civilians and stuff, mm-hmm. you do do a lot of like recreational shooting and stuff. And you do a lot of like, gun building and stuff yourself too, right? I got some work. And yeah. Whatnot. So I've done a lot of, um, not, I, I guess I won't say a lot, but I've done a lot of like really dedicated rifle builds. Yeah. Okay. Out of like specific cartridges. So, um, what I was chasing, and and what I think every rifleman should look at is this. So it's um, coefficient and velocity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Th- those are your main things. 
Okay. So if you chase that, you start looking at all these cartridges and, and, um, uh, my, my grandfather was a rifle builder. My grandpa Boer, Kenny Boer, badass some bitch. He was a rifle builder. No shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He used to build out of and and the man never had a, no money, right? So he was doing this on like pennies, pennies. <laughs> you know, so he was taking Mauser ninety eight actions. You know, the old German Mauser ninety eight actions and building custom guns off of them. And um, he built my first rifle for me when I was fourteen years old. He built it off of a Mauser 98 action, built it in a 30 out six. No shit. Yep. And uh, I paint. I had to paint his house. So to get the gun. To get the gun. Oh really? Yep. So I painted his house one summer, and then he built me a gun. That was the deal. And uh, <laughs> what did it look like? Just describe that gun a little bit. It was a walnut stock. Yeah. It was a it was a deer gun. A, yep. It was a bolt action deer hunting rifle. Is what it was. Mm-hmm. And and you know, growing up in Iowa, like. We don't really have a need for rifles here. Mm-hmm. I hunted deer since I was a kid with my dad and my my family, and we it was a slug gun, you yep. know, shotgun Shotguns. slug guns, and that's where that's what I learned how to shoot was slug stuff, you know, slug guns and hunting pheasants and deer. And um, my dad probably grew up shooting more rifles than I did, mm-hmm. just because his dad was a rifleman, you know, like a like legit rifle dude, yeah, shooting fox, shooting whatever like coyotes and well i don't even think they had coyotes back then oh really back, well the deer population was also pretty slim back we didn't then have too, deer though. back then either no we didn't yeah yeah, yeah. Deer but, didn't really start getting big up here until the late 90s probably is when they started picking sure. up but, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um we would hunt in Almakee county clayton county yep. I, I got family out there and we would hunt that and um uh with shotguns and mm-hmm. that's what we did and then Really, shooting rifles, really, when I joined the Army. Like, I yeah. really didn't know shit about, like, ballistics. I didn't know how things came out of the barrel and did what they did. And um, so I, I really got, you know, obviously going to the sniper school and learn, learning all that and understanding equipment and guns and rifles and barrels and harmonics. I got, I really... It's like a rabbit hole, right? So yeah. got back from Afghanistan, started building guns. Um, I got into the P.O. Ackley cartridges, mm-hmm. which was a big thing with my grandpa. He he was a big P.O. Ackley fan. Yeah. Ackley was ahead of his time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. He, he made some, like the 288 Ackley improved is still yeah. one of the best 7 mil, mils you can get. Pro- like, maybe the best. Probably I no, mean, we got the seven millimeter PRC that's yep. out now. And that seems pretty badass. But when you're when you're talking those cartridges, like the seven PRC has th- one manufacturer and mm-hmm. three different bullets for it. Mm-hmm. The two A actually improve. Everyone makes. Yeah, them. it was passed through like uh, Nosler. Yeah, got it approved through Sammy, yep. and it's yep. been around forever. Yep, it's been a long time as a just a wildcat round. And but. he and he and he's built like Ackley's built a shit to everyone. Yep. I mean, every cartridge out there has been Ackley improved, mm-hmm. right? He's, old, some, he's an old school wildcatter. Yeah, yeah, from the fifties. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I mean, he was he was like you said, way way ahead of his time. And yeah, he was. So I got to talk with my grandpa a few years before he died, and I'm like, hey, I want to build this. Like, I want to build like the ultimate. Like, what is it? I asked you that same question. Yeah. Like when I came over, yeah, like, like like what is it? And is it? and there really isn't 
there's no true answer to that. No. There isn't no true answer like what is the ultimate. It doesn't yeah. exist. But he got me into the – he he's the one who got me into like the 6.5s. Okay. He's like the 6.5 is a bad bitch. Like the 6.5 by 55. So he said 260, the Remington oh, 260 yeah, actually yeah. improved. Okay. So I mm-hmm. built I built a 260 actually improved on a Remington 700. I bought a custom barrel, 65 barrel, a one and eight twist, and I had one and a, eight twist, one and eight twist. Holy shit. Yep. Which is which is a good twist, or even one in seven to shoot those heavier bullets. In yeah, that's six fast, five. and that's yeah. that's the thing with Ackley is he was he he was big on the high BC rounds yeah. before. Oh yeah, a lot of them were. Oh obviously. yeah. So. Well, he I mean he understood like okay, so yeah. what are the variables? Well, the atmosphere and the wind mm-hmm. are the things that are hard to control. Mm-hmm. Elevation, like understanding bullet drop, is easy. Yep. Like we can we can calculate that to at every inch of trajectory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but windage and atmosphere is difficult so the higher the bc the better off you are yep and the higher velocity you can push that higher bc bullet the better off you are yep now it all comes with an exchange yes so we're, we're gonna lose barrel life you know the, the the harder we push things the more our barrels wear out and i used to be on the fence on like well, I don't want that cartridge because I can only get a thousand rounds in my barrel shot. I, yeah. I change the way I think. A race car is going to burn up brakes and tires. Yep. And you replace it. Mm-hmm. And a barrel is easily replaced. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way to look at it. If mm-hmm. you really want to get to the ultimate, right? Right. I'll replace a barrel. I don't care. Four hundred bucks. I'll throw another yeah. barrel in it. And we're whatever. talking. We're talking long range precision yes. shooting. Yes. yes. Not no. You know, no. If you want. If you want to be you know, going out and hunting and just, if, if you're going to stay within, you know, three, 400 yards and that's all you want to do and you, mm-hmm. that's all you want to shoot out to. Then it's no that's reason, simple. That's easy. And anything does that. But when you're talking long range precision. Yeah. Yes. That's what well, well, I'm talking. Like I want, I, I want to stay supersonic past 1500 yards meters. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's where, that's what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And and in in order to do that, you got to have the proper BC and velocity. Mm-hmm. And seven millimeters are proving to be able to be phenomenal at that. They are. Um, the problem with the seven millimeters, like the two seventy or whatever, is that they never twisted the barrel correctly, and the and the bullet selection was never right. Yep. Thirty calibers have been doing it forever. Yeah, because the with the two seventies and stuff back, like the they were still running probably what one in ten. On their barrels a lot, a like factory. Yeah, maybe or nines or tens. Nine. I, I don't know. I don't know okay. much about the two seventy other than you're shooting a one forty gram bullet. Yeah, at really, I mean, thirty two hundred feet per second. Right, which is fast. That's fast. But if I can shoot a one forty two six millimeter bullet, which is the same weight, but it's thinner mm-hmm. and it's longer, yep. so your sectional density is different, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You want you want a longer. You want a dart, basically. Right. The it's more carry that energy longer. Well, too. well it, the 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 BC's higher. BC's higher. Yeah. Yep. Lo- so it cuts the atmosphere much mm-hmm. better, uh, and it, it does carry energy. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, it's a, it's a you you want a dart or like a yeah. spear rather yes. than a baseball. Correct. Yeah. Yes. The more you can, the the thinner, longer you can make it, the better you are. Mm-hmm. Typically. Or not typically. That is the way it is. That's the rule. That's the way it is. Yep. 
And so the six fives are good. The seven millimeters are starting to get there because they're making heavier bullets and to make a heavier bullet, it has to be longer. Yep. Um, that's what the PRC line is all about. That yeah. Marty's making. Well, the PRC line is, is almost an Ackley, um, copy because you're, you're, it's, it's, it's more of the cartridge shape than the bullet. Yep. So you got a 40 degree shoulder, mm-hmm. which is PO. If you look at PO Ackley's writings, I mean, there were high thirties, 40 degree shoulders. I thought they were sharper than that a little bit. Are they mostly 30, 30, 40 degree shoulders? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Two six two sixty AI was a little over forty degree shoulder. Okay, and um, so you get powder capacity. Yep, you get um, less stretch, so the bullet, the cartridge won't stretch as much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Not all cartridges benefit from the Ackley improvement. Not all right. of them do. Right, some of them do. The two sixty. So I'll tell you this. So the two sixty Remington that I made. I was shooting a 142 gram bullet with with the standard 260 cartridge mm-hmm. at like 2750 feet per second, roughly yeah. in there. When I reloaded that same bullet in my improved cartridge, I'm pushing 3000 feet per second. Jeez. And the accuracy was insane. Yeah. And you're pushing out of a one and eight. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty four inch barrel. Twenty four inch barrel. It was uh, like I said. I built that. I forget the barrel manufacturer. I built it on a Remington seven hundred. That gun was freaking stupid accurate. Mm-hmm. And I and I I forget how much money I had into it, but I sold it to a guy in Texas, uh, Hunter in Texas, for like triple the money. No shit. And I sold him my load data. You know, I showed him like, this is what it does. This is the load data. This is what it's capable of, and and the guy bought it, and he's like shooting deer at twelve hundred meters with it. He's like, "Fuck yeah!" I think it was it was a bad gun. Well, the and yeah, the the six fives are that's a that's a great bullet. You know, I you got to get to a you got to get above two hundred twenty grain thirty caliber to get to that same level. Yep. Yeah, you do because I think even the like the three hundred PRC that came out, I think they're like. Uh, what is that? Two hundred twenty grains. Well, it could be anything, but uh, no, but just, to get to the uh, BC, the, to get the, to, to get to those high BCs, yep. you got to get over that two hundred ten, two hundred twenty gram bullet. And um, what's with the, the, that's punishing the, recoil? Yeah, that's what the three hundred PRC yeah. is. It's a high BC thirty cal. Yeah, which all those PRC lines are high. You know, yep. you know, yep. they're high BC thir- um, high, B, high high BC, BC for caliber, heavy heavy for caliber yep. bullets and i think the 300 prc is right at 220 something um grains for that bullet yeah. for the precision hunter type bullet that's what it's at i think and like the the 7 prc you're talking like wow well, 180s. 180s yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which is hard to find the 65 prc you're at 143 they got a 154 or 156 out now for the 65s oh do they they're hard to find though no shit which would be even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be even even yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> I can tell you that chasing chasing the perfect load cartridge is is tough to do. Um, I go back to my Grandpa Kenny's 30-06 that he built me. Mm-hmm. The thing is tack driver. I can shoot 5-8-inch groups, half-inch groups with it all day long. Mm-hmm. With one, I'll load 175 grain. Basically, I'm... I'm loading the the same bullet in the 118 LR, but it's 300 feet per second faster. Hmm. 
It's Holy phenomenal. Shit. It's good as a 30 out of six. What do you get for speeds out of that thing? Like 2850, 2900. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fast as fuck for a 30 yeah. out of six. And you're spinning that uh, barrel. One in 10. One in 10. I would say. One in 10. I think it's a McGowan. I think it's a McGowan barrel. I think that's what I put on that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm pushing it hard. It's way over book max. Yeah. I mean, but I'm not having pressure issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it still works. That's kind of the thing, like, with, with you that you're saying, too. It's like, you know, you want to push it to the limit because that's how you're going to get that that range. You, you, yeah. you got to put more power behind it Yeah, in order to get it out there. It's got to have the energy to get there. Hand, hand loads so. will always supersede factory ammo. For sure. Always. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And there's nodes in there. There's accuracy nodes that you find when you're reloading. And, um, I mean, I, I would take... I would take that Mauser 98 chambered in 30-06 up against, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phenomenal rifle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, um, I will tell you this too, so r- rifle accuracy deals with, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit that goes with it. I don't want to bore yeah. everybody, but I mean, there's a whole bunch of weird shit that goes with it. Hey, go as deep as you want. Okay, so bolt face to the receiver, how square is that? So your bore, your receiver, and your bolt face need to be perfect. Yep. Like, it can't be, you know, you're talking tenths of a degree. It's things get weird, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're telling me about a Remington 700 you bought. Yeah. For the action. Yep. I bought it for it. But it was way fucked up. What was it? It was like degrees out. It degrees was degree, out. degrees out of square. Jeez. And so we had to square the bolt face to the receiver in order to make this thing correct. And that was a that was a Remington 700. I bought that in probably 2008 or nine factory gun. And I bought it just for the receiver. Right. I took the barrel out, threw it in the garbage, and yeah. and built a gun off of it. And um, it was, a, you know, with the machinist I was working with, it was way fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a Mauser 98 built in probably 1955 and it was perfect. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here saying that dudes ain't making good receivers, but they are, they are. There's, obviously. there's guys like, like, but, I, th- I think Bergera makes good factory guns. I mm-hmm. think, I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't shot, I can't, I can't, I don't want to name drop, uh, manufacturers out there but i think i think there's dudes out there making really good guns there is but for the price dude they get they get expensive quick they do and they do. and it's like what am i getting for the what am i getting for my money mm-hmm. um am i am i going from three quarters of an inch group to a half inch group and that's going to cost me another grand it's not worth it to me no i don't think so it's not worth it stupid I, I, in my opinion, yeah. When I it mean, comes, when it comes to factory guns, I'm really in the boat where, like, Ray, they start getting like, okay, well, there's solid guns out there for 500 bucks. Yeah, like the Ruger American, I yep. think, is a solid gun for the money. Yep, it, it's a budget gun, but mm-hmm. it's a solid gun for the money. Like, it's yep. it's done where where it matters, it's done right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Winchester XPR, for the most part, is pretty decent for the money and uh when you get out of those budget type guns and you want to take the next step in factory rifles 
you're talking that $1,500 to $2,000 range. Yeah. I think there are some great guns in there. Like the Browning X-Bolt's really good, I think. Mm-hmm. And the Bergara B14s are good in that price range. And uh, in the Fierce Revival, I think Fierce, they came out with some a really nice carbon gun that's supposed to be really good. I never shot it, but it's supposed to be really good. And that's right in that $2,000 range. But once you get past that, like you're talking like Christensen Arms, mm-hmm. you're talking like three, four, three, four, three or four grand for some of those guns, mm-hmm. and they are not beating. In my yeah. opinion, they're for um for the most part, they're not beating those fifteen hundred dollar guns as much as the price tag carries. Yeah, and then the ratio might a little bit. And then you might as well just get a custom gun yeah. at that point when yeah. you get past that two thousand dollar factory gun you might as well just go custom and sack up and do it because it's going to be done right yeah and you know well i was built right. custom custom guns for way less than that well you were but not like if you go on online and look at custom man oh custom yeah, gun yeah, yeah. Man, you know, and, oh yeah like, you're you talking can, six seven eight grand yes, for your rifle yes. which is like what am like i Griffin and how yeah what am i getting for that money yeah i don't know if it's i just can't see it I mean, the no. thing the thing ought to give you a handy while you're shooting it right. for that kind of money. But then there's guys like you that go out and figure out how to do it yourself. And you're making, you know, phenomenal guns. But you're not, where do we go for uh, Boer's rifles? You're not there. <laughs> you don't That's what I'm for, saying. Yeah. You don't, you don't find you unless we find you in person. You just got to figure it out somehow, yourself. And somehow sweet talk you into buy, building a gun building for a you, gun. you know? Or you figure out and do it yourself and take the jump and risk, uh, you know, waste <laughs> I don't, of money. And- I don't think Boer's <laughs> guns are ever going to be a thing, <laughs> unfortunately. I got a good friend in South Louisiana who's building some fucking badass guns. Mm-hmm. And you need to look at him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna plug him. Bil- is, he, is he doing it like, yeah. for a business? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bilson, Bilson Arms. Bilson? Bilson Arms. Okay. South Louisiana. He's out of uh, Broussard, Louisiana, which is like a little town right outside of Lafayette. He's got a machine shop and he went out to um shot show this year and he is doing a front charging AR. So like imagine a pump. What? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. It's genius. I think. Huh. Yeah, it's like a he's he's building ARs, right? Everybody's builds ARs. Right, right. But this guy he puts magazine the, fed. Magazine fed. Standard magazine. Yep. He's building whatever you want. Holy uh fuck. That's all, and that's badass. Like yeah. that's one of those things. That it, that's like the how, charging handle's always in the way of your optic, or your optic's always in the way of the charging handle. I should say, it is. Yeah. So, so it's ca- still a semi-auto. Yeah. So, oh, same. So thing. you just you charge you, you charge you it charge it charge from it up the front, front up front. No shit. Built an arm. He also built this that. buttstock thing. Badass. That's that's pretty cool. I don't see the need for me ever needing a buttstock. That he's he's building this rotating buttstock thing. You got to look it up. Okay. I think it's a good idea for the competitor. I'm not a competitor. I'm a killer. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a warriors and there's competitor. I'm not a yep. competitor. I don't care about competing against other people in time. Like I don't care if I shave a tenth of a second off my time. Right. I don't give a shit about that. What I care about is does it function? Is it accurate? Is it repeatable? Is it efficient? Does it work? Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. So that is one thing. So I've had a couple um, PRS guys on now mm-hmm. and I – Love the idea of competing with rifles and doing that. And it'd be mm-hmm. fun. Well, it's fucking expensive. But the where I do see a benefit of being fast is when you're talking handguns. Yeah. So, like, USPSA, my 
Jordan and I are going to do USPSA competitions this summer. And that makes sense because when you're in a hand-to-hand combat situation, you do need to be quick. Especially yeah. if you have multiple For sure. offenders, you know, yep. they're needing to get shot. It's like you need to be fast. And it makes sense in a in a in a close range combat situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking like being milliseconds. Fast, being For fast sure. matters. But For when sure. you're talking long range precision, yeah. you should <clears throat> theoretically have plenty of time to make that shot. And that first shot needs to count. Yes. And that's where the accuracy, the long range accuracy that you're talking efficiency, about. Efficiency, controlled, like all that shit. Yep. Uh, the things that I think about. Yep. Um, I'm not a gunfighter. Like I'm not like a. Well, you were. Well, I wasn't. Maybe, but <laughs> not, but, not, diff- but not different. A, you but were it was a gunslinger. A, yeah, it was different. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I should rephrase that. I'm not a gunslinger. There you go. I don't. I don't like the three gun guys. I think it's awesome. It's cool. I think what they do is cool. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're looking at shaving hundred thousandths of a second off their time, and they're accurate and they're yep. and what they're. I could never do what they're doing. I, I have mm-hmm. no idea how they do it, yep. and I think it's awesome. That's not where my mind goes. Right. My mind goes into like survivability. Like, um, it needs to be durable. It needs to work. It needs to function. And I need to understand my equipment and, and, and that's it. Like I need to be able to put the metal on the meat when I wear and when I want to. Yeah. You're not, you're not super interested in hitting paper at a long distance unless you're just getting it dialed in. Yeah, you want it yeah. to be able to. Yeah, like you said, put metal on meat. I want to put metal. To... I want to put metal yep. on. I want to put my metal on the meat. That's right. <laughs> where I want, when I want. Yep. That's 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 the thing that drives me, I guess, when it comes to rifle or any firearms. Yeah. I I have some handguns. I'm not good with them. Mm-hmm. I can I can. This is what I do with my handguns, dude. So I buy a handgun and I'm like, can I hit this target at 150 yards with it? And I do. <laughs> And I can, yep. and it's yep. awesome. But that's not real. Like <laughs> real right. is like I need to be able to hit the dude when he comes in my house with you know. Yeah. But I don't train that way. Yeah. So yep. these speed guys are gonna blow me away. Yep. But I got handguns that like I'm shooting steel at 150 yards with them because that's fun to me. <laughs> right. Like I, I had I had a good friend of mine. Uh, hell, you know him, Derek Shin. Oh yeah. He, he was out at my farm. Derek's and, shit. Yeah. We were shooting. We were shooting handguns, and we were shooting them so far. He's like. Dude, you can watch the bullet. Like we're oh, hitting yeah. targets. He's like, he's like, you see that bullet? I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're watching the bullet. What you were know? you like, shooting? Like we're shooting. Four, we're shooting forties. Oh fuck. <laughs> we're shooting forties at like, I don't know, hundred and some yards, hitting just banging steel with them. That's awesome. And uh, he's a hell of a shot too. Oh yeah. That dude can shoot. Well, I mean, he's a, he, he's he was one a sniper. Of your snipers, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But that that that's the thing with. Uh, you know, when it comes to rifle shooting and long range precision shooting, like you guys have been doing and I've dabbled in, it's like those fundamentals carry over to whatever your finger wants to pull. Yeah. You know, whether it's yeah. a handgun or rifle yeah. or shotgun. Yeah. It's like that, those fundamentals stick with you throughout yep. whatever firearm you're shooting. And, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, you might not be fast, but. If you're out there a ways, yeah. it doesn't matter what you have. Yeah. You're I mean, I've, hit just, you with it. I've just never tried to be like, you know, a three gun guy or, uh, mm-hmm. but that, that precision rifle, Yep. whatever, what is that? PRS or yep, whatever PRS, it's called. Precision rifle, something. I would, I would, I would, I would love to get in on that. I, I think, I think, I think it would be like fun. It. I think it would be fun. I think you would like that. It, it's, it's, it's still timed. Yeah. But it's heavily weighted towards accuracy. Well, you can be as fast so, as you want, but you don't hit shit. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, it don't matter. It, so. Yeah. I had uh, 
Landon Baker is a buddy of mine from Osage that is into PRS stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darren DeBoer, he was on, and he's a PRS guy. He's a 22 PRS guy, which is interesting. What do you mean? Like 22 long rifle. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's shooting them fucking. He's telling me um, he's shooting them 22s at like 500 yards. I've done it. Insane. Yeah. And that's the same thing. He's like, he's like, he, his holes are like 30 yeah. mils and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Insane. <laughs> I've, I've done that with a 22 rifle I got, just shooting steel, like just yeah. seeing if I could do it. And yeah. you're like, I mean, your oh, your elevation is insane, but it'll get, it'll go there. It'll get there. It'll take like two seconds. Yep. That's what he says to you. He's like, yeah. you want to see something wild? Yeah. Shoot a 22 long rifle at 500 yards. Yeah. It'll do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it will. That will do it. It'll get there. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's like those guys are are really cool, and they're, they're. But I think like you, that PRS Ranger. Have you ever heard of the NRL Hunter? Yeah. Yes. That would. Yes. That's the shit. Because yeah. you have to do target interdiction, like you were saying, or uh, you know, tar- like, you have to spot your targets. Yeah. So you go out there and you you know like it's like you have three uh, elk mm-hmm. here here they are in this range right you have to find them. Range, find them, shoot, shoot them. them. That's pretty. Hit them That's in, pretty easy. Yeah. Well, in the in the in the the targets I are well, I guess small. I like I guess the targets yeah. are small. Like they're not full size, big ass metal targets, but they're small. But it's like that is the size of vitals, basically. So you don't have to kill them; you just have to hit them. Right, but the the targets themselves are the size of a vital ring. Mm-hmm. So they're small targets. It's like ten, they're out like there, a ten inch, whatever. Or, uh, right. Whatever it is. But they're in the shapes of, they're yeah. in the shapes of animals. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you're trying to find them. But you're they, trying to they, hit the vital. They, yep. And they have them hidden in, like, the tree line and yeah. whatnot. And yep. out there at varying distances and un, unknown distances. And you range them and you shoot them. And, you know, you, first round hit is worth max points. Mm-hmm. Second round hit is worth half points. And there's no third round. Yeah. So. You just lose. You just, that's a zero. You just suck. It's, it's like, I don't know the scoring metrics exactly, but it's like, if first round hits two points... Second mm-hmm. round hits. If you miss that one, you have one more chance. Now it's worth one point. Mm-hmm. And then there's that's just zero. Mm-hmm. Miss again. So it's kind of cool, but it's also at hunting ranges. So yeah. You're talking max of, I don't know, six, 700 yards probably. Yeah. And within three, four, one, you know, one, mm-hmm. one two, three, four, you mm-hmm. know, all the way out. But I don't think they, they don't go to the extreme long range distances. I want to say you're within, for sure, within 800. Yeah. For sure. So you're that talking be, probably most of the fun. most of the targets are within six, but yeah, all it takes is practice. Yep. Like yep. I'm, I mean, I remember in Afghanistan, six hundred six hundred meter target. We were shooting like my one ten, which is a seven six two NATO three oh eight. Offhand, I mean, dude, that's it was like at that time in my life, like we like we couldn't miss. Like, we were shooting dude. shit. We were shooting, and and I couldn't do that today. Like, no. I, I would have to go back and start yep. over. And It'd take a lot of rounds. Yeah, it would. And that's the thing, too. Like, when we were, when even with me, like we would come out as uh, scouts to the same range with you guys mm-hmm. and cross-train and just shoot shit. You guys had me, I was shooting shit at, you know, yeah. over a mile. Yeah. First round hits. Because yeah. the dope was already dialed in and everything. I was like, we're like hey, let's I'd be like, bro, what, just do this. Just, yeah. You're spotting yeah. and teaching and yeah. everything else, like, dialing it and Putting our dope in, like, here's your dope, like, let's do this thing. And we're mm-hmm. getting, I was shooting out. You had me shooting out, fucking past a mile within a day. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking badass. And we got to the point where we were taking our M4s out to the same range with you guys. 
We were shooting steel. I was banging steel with my fucking, my M4 out at like 700 yards with an ACOG. Very possible. Yeah. Very possible. Yep, I was just holding the fucking very bottom hash mark of my ACOG just above his head and hitting steel <laughs> with my fucking M4, dude. It was, it was fun. Like, it was one of those things where we had the freedom to, yeah. with with ammunition and stuff to get ready. And we, we were all very deadly deadly, deadly, deadly. at yeah. very yeah. at distances further than we should be shooting with the rounds that we had yep you're talking you know five five six at 700 yards as far mm-hmm. that's a long so, ways long ways that's with, long ways with uh with a with a rat grade m4 and some bullshit ammo yep bullshit ammo and a fucking used acog yep that i had to steal basically off of someone <laughs> <laughs> i didn't steal like our machine gunners had ACOGs for some reason, so Grenadiers had the CCO, so I, I shot mm-hmm. CCO for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then before we went to Afghanistan, like the, we're like, well, why do the machine gunners have the ACOGs? We think like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, well, if they're not machine gunning, then they are whatever. It's like, yeah. well, maybe the Grenadiers should have the ACOG, and they can have the CCO, because since their primary weapon is a fucking machine gun. Dude, so, I, I totally forgot about this until you just said Grenadier, and I don't remember that shit. Hmm? One mission you were on. I remember this now. What? You put that grenade right to that dude's fucking... <laughs> the window? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... Dude, I oh got... Oh, my God. That was awesome. I got so good with that grenade, grenade yeah. launcher, dude. Yeah. So good with it. Like, I was... That was with no sights. I didn't even have my quadrant sights flipped up. <laughs> I was shooting it through... Basically through my ACOG. Like, yeah. Off the side of the site. <laughs> but, yeah. There was that, <laughs> there was that mission where we were... On and yeah, there was a we're catching some fire from this building. And yeah, we needed something in yeah. in that window. Yeah, like I got this. Yeah, thumped it out there and fucking put it right in that window. I'm like holy fuck, that might we be got a, really that, good with that grenade launcher. Yeah, that's got to be a top ten shot for the deployment. That's got to be in the top <laughs> ten. It was not a two man one horn, but that was a good shot. That was good. Yeah, no, uh, that was one. That was one of my two, highlights. Two to way. That was a good shot. Yeah, thanks, man. The grenade launcher is tough because it's like, you're talking about Dude, loft, it's a yeah. grenade. It's got, a 40 got, millimeter fucking grenade. You got a 40 millimeter, 40 millimeter grenade coming out of a four inch barrel. Yeah. That's like, being generous. Like, come on. What's was it? it? Yeah. If it was four inches. It was shorter <laughs> than the fucking big. Yeah. So the, M2, the M203s were. A little longer. A little bit longer. They they took it out to the end of your yeah. M4 barrel. Right, right before the um, bayonet lug. Yep. And then the M320, which is what we had. We had the mm-hmm. 320s. And that was a standalone grenade launcher if you wanted to use it that way. I always kept mine mounted under my M4 because yeah. I'm like, I want a package deal. Yeah. So I would fucking <laughs> sling some lead with my M4 and then I'd pop it up and I'd start shooting my grenades. <laughs> and yeah, like it got to the point where I, I'd put my quadrant sights up and mm-hmm. use my quadrant sights and actually like get in there. I got really good with that. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where in the middle of a firefight, I was just launched them without... Without my quad, without my quadrant sights, yeah, and just you, you knew what it was doing. I knew what it was ACOG. doing with my ACOG, yeah. And I got, yeah, I got, we got really good with those, yeah. Me and Swedberg got was yeah. good with his too, but yeah, that was a fucking <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. There was a couple of shots that I made. That's on video, yeah. It is. We can prove that that shot actually happened. Yeah, yeah. This is a pretty, is a pretty decent distance away too. For a grenade launcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's for right sure. through this fucking window. It's yeah. nice. It's nice. It's one of those things where I was like, hell yeah. And then he stopped shooting out of it. Yeah. I mean, so. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it did what it's supposed to do. But the we were also doing like high elevate high 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 ele- yeah high elevation shots, like mm-hmm. basically shooting the bitches straight up mm-hmm. and trying to get them to come down like a mortar. Oh yeah, and we did that stuff a lot too. And there was times in that's that, tricky. That is tricky because mm-hmm. it's like I'm pointing this bitch basically straight up where it's like. I feel like it's gonna come down really close <laughs> to me. You don't really know, but yeah. you gotta you basically start out like pointing a generous distance away from you. Yeah. And seeing how far it goes, and then bring it up a little bit further, shooting Keep it again. Walking it towards you. Walking towards you and basically out of the point where it's like if I wanted to hit a target that was forty yards away behind a barricade, mm-hmm. I had that bitch almost <laughs> all the way straight up, like yeah. here it is, then yeah. thump it. <laughs> Boom, like, oh fuck. Thank that God. Thank God. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, we did a lot of shit. A lot of, lot of shit with those grenade launchers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were fun. They were fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never had one. I kind of wish I had you one. shot them though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I never like carried one. Right. I kind of feel like I, we should have. None of the sabers did? Mm-mm. Nope. No, you didn't. You just had, you had uh, <clears throat> machine guns and then your snipers. Yeah, we, weren't, we weren't even supposed to have belt feds, but we did. No, we took them. We found them. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's well, that was that's like, everything. That was supposed to be our in a perfect situation, yeah. in perfect in a perfect scout sniper sniper platoon situation. Like in a hide site, mm-hmm. you have the a couple scouts with belt feds and green yeah. launchers like yeah. covering your six while yeah. you're doing sniper shit. Yeah, but we never we really did do that. that a we never lot. do it exactly that way. No. no. No, we didn't. We but. just kind of ran around like uh, Indians. Like wild beasts. Yeah, we did. With painted face. Painted our face and so, just went fuck people up. What's funny is that video with the painted, the painted face shit that you're talking mm-hmm. about, that video got put on YouTube. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's out there. And uh, I don't know what's under. It takes some digging for me. But there's a video on YouTube of one of our missions. Mm-hmm. And we had our faces painted like jackasses. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it was a direct action mission. Yeah. And we were doing it because it's one of those things where it's like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. we were making jokes like, yeah, this is the thing. Like when we were going on these serious missions, we, we still had like a, a bit of, <laughs> yeah, of a bit of personality and flair to it. Yeah. But dude, I remember looking back on that video after it got, after I think, I don't know if Schmitty posted it or what, but uh, dude, uh, there's this guy, his name is. John Burke, he was like a big social media guy mm-hmm. like back in the day. He's a drill sergeant. He like would yell at people and call them fat yeah. and stuff and got a lot of views and he got pretty popular. But he commented on that and was like, you fucking idiots. Like, why do you have your face painted like fucking assholes? Oh, like, yeah. you don't know how to operate. Da, 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 yeah. All this other shit. And he, he, he trashed us on that comment. I'm like, and I remember reading that. I'm like, because I, I remember watching some of his videos. I'm like, this guy's cool. And he posted mm-hmm. he Comment on that. I'm like, man, fuck this fucking guy. Yeah. You know, like the thing is that mission was, yeah, we looked silly, but it's like you had to have some sort of flair and humor while you're doing the <laughs> shit we did. And it was a direct action mission. Yeah. Yes, we're in a scout standard platoon, but that mission specific deal was a direct action movement to contact type of mission. You guys were bait. We were bait yeah. for you guys to yes. do stuff. And we were just, we we're pushing through this valley, trying to clear this valley. So you we, weren't, we, camouflage. Weren't, we weren't hiding. No. No, we weren't hiding. You from wanted anybody. you wanted to look like the biggest idiots on the planet. That was the plan. Like walk every, around and look like idiots every, so the Taliban come out. Every like. few hundred meters, I would shoot flares in the air. Yeah. So 
they knew where we were at. <laughs> yeah. And you guys knew where, where yeah. we were at. Yeah. So every few hundred meters, like three, four, five hundred meters or so, I'd send a flare up. Yeah. So like we weren't hiding, no. motherfucker. Yeah. Like it was for a reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> this is a baited ambush. Yeah, yeah. But it was a calculated baited ambush. Kind of. <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. I like to, I like to think it's calculated to an extent, but no. It was one of those things. Mm-hmm. But uh dude, I I'm we have Yeah we're going on like four hours right now. Oh my god. <laughs> we talked for six days. Yeah. This is like this is gonna be a two two part podcast here mm-hmm. probably. But uh I do wanna be respectful of your time and I know you gotta sure. do stuff and probably wanna talk off air some more a little bit and um I don't know. I guess I don't know. Well thanks for having me, number one. And number two is um don't overthink your hunting thing. Hunting's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Is my would be my advice. Would be my advice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, um, I'm not saying that you are. I'm right. just saying that like shooting deer is easy. Keep yeah. it easy. Keep it simple. That's my right. advice. Keep it no, simple. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That makes that's, sense. And that's it. Yep. I th- I, th- I, th- I uh, like I'm, I'm slightly jealous of your hunting adventures. I think it's freaking awesome that you're doing it. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. If you want to go to Africa, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I got, I know it's not people. in the budget this year. I'm getting, I'm getting married next year. I'm really? mo- I'm moving to Louisiana and getting married. I know you're year. moving. You told me earlier that you're moving to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, I, I yeah. didn't know about the marriage part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Miss Leslie Lamartinier. Oh, shit. She's Congratulations, a, man. She, well, thank you. That's fucking she awesome. Is a, she's a raging Cajun. She's badass. Does she speak Cajun? Um, not really. A little bit. A little jumping. I mean, I don't know what the Cajun. I mean, like. if she's drinking enough, she'll she might holler at you. Nice. Yeah. You meet this chick. She, she sounds cool. She, she well, she comes up all the time. Does she? Next time she's in Iowa, I'll, I'll let know. you know. Okay, I will. But yeah, no, so, I, I I I appreciate you coming on. So man. yeah, Afri- oh, sorry. Af- Africa's Africa. not Africa's not in the plan yeah. for next year. Well, we're gonna go. But maybe two years. I'll go shoot some. I was just gonna say. I, I just want to shoot some monkeys. There's a lot of monkeys out there. Yeah. When I was there, there's a lot of monkeys. Yeah. We need to shoot monkeys. them bitches. Yeah. We, it tastes good, dude. I'm telling you right now, we're gonna make Africa. Um, in under the working class bow hunter deal, uh, we're gonna do Africa every. So often, like yeah, it's not going to yeah. be a one. It wasn't. It, we thought it was maybe going to be a one and done deal, and we went there and we're like, "Fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. This is going to be, this is going to be in the rotation of hunts." Nice. So that, and then do the bear camp every year. So if yeah. you ever want to go shoot a bear in Wyoming or okay. Canada, I think Canada is more set up for bow hunting than I think Wyoming is. You know, I they, with a gun, they do well. They do bow hunting too. They, it's a, uh, it's just. Wyoming is bigger. Yeah. So they do, like, word class boner do the bow hunts in Wyoming too. But uh, I definitely think it's it's more so. They do guns too. Okay. That's the thing. Okay. But Canada is pretty much, I think it's bow. fairly bow, bow. only. Because yeah. yeah. Canada is a lot it's smaller. Tough. It's like, it's a lot denser and stuff. Yeah. But Wyoming is so big. Okay. So okay. if you ever want to shoot a bear or go to Africa, let me know. I want to, I want to, I want to put a rucksack on. Go up to some like wild ass mountains, thousands of miles away from anybody, and shoot an elk, and then carry that bitch out by myself. Do you really? That's what I want to do. That's my that's my that's my ultimate hunting. Well, let's drink. do it. Want to okay. do it this year? Okay. No shit. Let's go. Colorado shoot an elk. over the over over the counter tags for uh, second and third rifle. Okay. I'll do it. I'll hunt right. Colorado with you. 
Let's do it. We'll put rucks on and go get it. All right, guys. Stay tuned. We're going to make a little <laughs> J- JB hunting venture. As long as they got bush light out there, I'm good. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, brother. I really do. And spend Thank so you. No, it's been this. awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I appreciate it also. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This is going to be a two-part podcast, I'm sure. So <laughs> appreciate it. Um, see you on the next one. Bye. Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.